0: I have started and exited multiple companies. I am an avid investor in early stage companies. I advise some of the hottest startups and have worked with many of the top tech companies across numerous industries. I'm a software developer by trade, but I also have an MBA from Duke University. I seek out companies who defy conventional wisdom to drive innovation in any industry. And in this podcast, I interview the founders of those companies for you. Hello folks, I'm really excited for today's interview. Uh, I only met my guest very recently, but she's a ball of fire. I'm joined by Sam Smith, founder and CEO of Vision. She's kicking ass with her company and also is very involved in the startup community. And I'm going to try to keep up with her today. Sam, thanks so much for joining me on a Sunday morning. And in a first on the Defiance Ventures podcast, oh, we are man. drinking mimosas.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. So excited.
0: <laughs> awesome. So can you tell the listeners what vision does?
1: Yeah. Firstly, thank you for pronouncing it right. Vision with an H. Um, so <laughs> and it happens a lot more than you would think. For some reason, white guys love to say vision. <laughs> They're not, yeah, known French lineage. But Vision is a color search engine for interior designers. So okay. it's a mobile app where you can take color identifiers like a Sherwin Williams paint color or a Pantone color and instigate a search across high quality decor brands.
0: So would I have to put in the Pantone code then and they would can. find it? Yeah,
1: you can. Or you can just take a picture, pull a color, however way you'd like to do it. And
0: you find, and it just finds it for you. Yeah. Awesome. It's like
1: Google for color. <laughs> People love that, that little like google or uber for whatever yeah Yeah, it's really not that hard (laughs) it's a search engine
0: (laughs) so how did you get involved in this do you have a design background i do not um
1: (laughs) yeah so my um the story i love to tell i use this in all my pitches and that's why people think my husband's somehow involved in my company is that my husband and i bought a bed and we went out for an expensive dinner afterwards because like typical millennials we love to go to expensive things after buying expensive
0: things
1: (laughs) and so we went to kindred and davidson Mm -hmm. and um they have this really pretty bar if you if you've been there
0: i've not been there but i've been told oh you should go like date night or whatever yeah
1: um so it's like this really pretty shade of green and my husband was like oh we should get nightstands in that shade of green would go perfect with the color that we just got for the headboard and i was like oh per usual yes (laughs) so i went on pinterest and i looked and i went on google and i could not figure out how to verbalize this shade of green, figured out there was no search engine for anything like that. I was at a startup. Um, luckily, uh, they gave me a seat at the table. So I was able to at least go through the first few steps of figuring out like what would it encompass. Mm-hmm. Um, pitched in the community the idea just to see and like four weeks after that, pitched it to my husband, which was obviously like the ultimate conversation. <laughs> like I was... I don't know if you're like this, but I have a business idea. Like every week, mostly mm-hmm. just judging other people, and so like he hears me pitching stuff. I used to go through this like process of just building a business plan, and if I didn't hate the idea by the end of it, I was like, okay, vision was the first one that that happened. So I sat him down at like Moo and Brew, I think is what uh-huh. I remember right around the corner. I remember the moment I was so nervous because um, I definitely didn't promise him a life like we're living, <laughs> um and i also told him that like just being at the last startup i had no um you know drive to even do it because it looked hard um i was like i, I didn't
0: What was your role at the startup?
1: I was the VP of customer experience. Okay. Yeah, at Virtual Strongbox and um yeah I was like, you really have to love it for how much pain you go through. Oh yeah, and I just couldn't imagine loving something that much
0: and now <laughs> look at me <laughs> now I'm here um, Does so your husband is is he in the startups? No, or? he's not. Okay. He's
1: totally not in this world at all and um he like him getting used to it was a big process. Okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, so, so you mentioned virtual strongbox. Talk yes. to me about life before vision. I'd love to just hear how, how you went from college to my first job and kind of through the whole thing. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. So I was born, <laughs> 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 it was the greatest day for my mom. Um, <laughs> Lucky yes, her. I know, seriously though. I'm, I'm her second favorite. So oh. yeah, that's okay. I get over it. One day, maybe I'll achieve something that pushes me up a bump, but yeah, not until the Good other one messes yeah. up. Yeah, we're waiting for it. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I went to school. I really thought that I was going to uh, be a journalist, and uh, yeah, went to... A little school called Christopher Newport University. I, don't know, I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, because yeah. you're a Virginian, or oh, do you call yourself a Virginian? I don't really? really.
0: Okay. Northern Virginian. Northern,
1: yeah, a Nova person. Like ninety <laughs> yeah. percent of that school is Nova. Um, so no one knows it unless people. I'm like sometimes a rare chance. Like finding another captain is like finding a four leaf clover. Every time it happens, <laughs> you're like, mm. which makes you kind of special. But uh, yeah, so I. <laughs> I went through. I worked at the foreign press through college. I went, worked at WJLA, which is a <laughs> channel a TV nine, show, right? Uh, channel seven. Seven. That's and right. I was <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, so sure, um, but they warned me too. They were like, "You're not going to have a life," which is pretty much what I have now. So that's it's like you get used it was to it. Training. Journalism was a great trainer because, um, you make no money, uh, you have to love it and, um, your relationships suffer. And that's, was pretty much like a boot camp for basically what I'm doing. So it was a really good prerequisite, but, um, I did journalism for a year. I covered crime and courts. Okay. So like murders and stuff, which was dope. Um, hmm. I also covered boring stuff like, uh, like oysters and chickens. <laughs> like my <laughs> husband always likes to mention that we met when I was a journalist and, um, Yeah, it it just, I wasn't getting paid enough. Luckily, I didn't, um, my my mom was a VP of lending at a financial institution and told me like, you can never have a credit card or it's all downhill from there. And so I was like living paycheck to paycheck. It just was the biggest fear of doing like credit cards. I worked collections for a summer too. She made me do that. Okay. Yeah, so it really trained me on like all of the financials of how to keep myself organized and afloat. But if I even like lost a tire, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Oh, wow. On my second date, my dog chewed up Steve's Sanooks. Those remember those expensive flip flops or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, They're like a hundred (laughs) bucks. And I was like, are you expecting me to (laughs) pay for this? (laughs) That's not going to happen. Um, luckily he really was into poor chicks back then. So, okay. He's into it now too. Apparently (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) he's my sugar daddy. So (laughs) it's working out really well for me that I met him during that phase. Um, But yeah, so I I went to a new job simply because I I wanted to make more money. I didn't realize how much money was such a factor. Well,
0: in Um, Northern Virginia, especially. Oh my God. I was so
1: jaded. I was (laughs) such an asshole. I I just really was. Like I, yeah, there's so many like, you grow up in an area that is so um, well off. You don't realize in, in, let's say like I was the the bottom bucket of the well off people. So Mm -hmm. I thought I was at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that pathetic? Like just uh, the idea. I remember when Obama was running, I told my mom I was like, "Oh, we gotta vote for Obama because he's for the middle class." And my mom was like, "Do you think we're middle class?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, "Well, we're not in a mansion, so yes." Yeah. Yeah. So it it, a,
0: it's a bubble up there. Oh right? my until god! Until people get out of it, they don't realize that there's anything different. There.
1: Oh my god! I'm like literally the definition of white privilege probably <laughs> yeah like it's which you know at least you I like the first owning it. second steps I don't know um Chelsea Handler's trying so we'll just let her see what she does with that but okay. um yeah so that the transition from um sales into I went into my first startup which was um the one before virtual strongbox virtual strongbox was actually a product in that startup that startup got acquired, but the product kept going. Okay. And so I went from like a sales marketing manager to the VP of customer experience.
0: Okay. And what were you, wh- what type of things were you doing as VP of customer experience? Uh,
1: so, so because I had a sales background, I was super interested to see how um, the selling pro- or the selling process transformed all the way through the life cycle of the customer. So I requested to get on the tail end of it. Um, but really what I did was um, I was still doing sales, but just following it all the way through, just like, you know, in any startup, you're pretty much doing
0: everything. Everything. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. So I was pretty much doing the sales and then just following it through. And then um, just trying to figure out ways to onboard um, individuals. Virtual Strombox was a B2B2C company, which is kind of similar to what I'm doing, um, but is a really hard um, just onboarding life cycle. Um, It's basically, I would build partnerships, work with those partners, if you're considering the customer or partner, and tell them like, hey, here are the best things that you can do to inform your customer and da 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 It was a really great learning experience because you learn how um, partners aren't super reliable and, like, tricks <laughs> to figure out how to make them, like, do the shit they say they're going to do, um, which half the time they don't. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really good learning experience. But, yeah, just mostly that kind of stuff, sales and okay, customer stuff.
0: So, so while you're working in the startup life, at what point do you start thinking about going out on your own? I mean, I know you had the aha moment at Kindred, but... Were you already thinking at no. some point you were going to go out on your own? No, or? So I, you, yeah. you wouldn't entertain these ideas? I totally, that you had
1: yeah, I, I totally lied to my husband. So it, yeah, I, I wouldn't have, um, I just thought this, w- they, what I'm doing right now, because we are the only color search engine, like mm-hmm. plug for my company again. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Vijon. <laughs> 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 <Ugh. laughs> um, I thought it'd be stupid if I didn't do it. So it was just one of those moments. I was halfway through my MBA. I actually thought I was going to go into consulting. Okay. That was, I thought it was going to be like the most well-off path for me. Um,
0: And where were you getting your MBA?
1: UNC Charlotte. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wanted to keep it cheap and uh, it's like five minutes from my house. So. Okay. (laughs) I I was like, an MBA is an MBA. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) That was my, (laughs) my journalism mind. Of course, like when I was going to undergrad, I was like, I'm never going to go to, you know, uh, any type of higher education past this. So I like just skimmed by. Okay. Yeah, because I was focused on other things.
0: <laughs> I took six years to get through undergrad. Oh, so. I was
1: four. My okay. mom made... I actually like the internship I did at the Foreign Press was a full semester. I made them g- make a class for the documentary I made. So I like just internshiped my way out of college. I'm not okay. sure they kept track very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned your husband's not an entrepreneur. Was anybody else in your family?
1: Yeah. The, um, I love that question because I do wonder it does guide a lot of what I do um, because they're very different. Mm-hmm. So my dad, and I don't, I didn't used to say this, but my dad was actually the CEO of Virtual Strongbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't normally, or I didn't used to tell people that because I didn't want to be judged. But now I'm comfortable enough where, like, people are knowing <laughs> me that I'm not an asshole and, like, you know. Um, my uncle is um, the CEO of Pazer. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then my other. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, my other uncle is a sp- he owns his own sports agency. He used to play for the San Francisco Giants. Oh, cool. And then, yeah, went on to his own um, path. They're all very different um, in that, like, Joe raised... Um, my dad did not. He's very much, like, keep it close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both successful in their own right. They have very... It's, it's really interesting. I think what I took from them, more than anything, is how they um, communicate to their spouses. Uh, very different. So, okay. like... Uh, my dad is, like, 100% with my mom. So when he panics, she panics. And then Joe is not like that. Okay. Um, Kathy, I remember saying, oh, or my Aunt Kathy. I was like, "Ah, oh, congrats on your his Series B. And she was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, like, when I was looking at Steve and how I wanted to um, – you know, do this with him. It definitely was like a, a learning process. Um, but it, I met somewhere in the middle with him because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's, he, I didn't love the idea of like burdening him so much where all of my stress was his stress because he's my stress relief. Um, so he knows enough, uh, but not everything <laughs> <laughs> if that like counts. I don't know if that counts, but yeah.
0: That's funny. Yeah. So but what is the business model with vision you I I find a color and then I'm am I able to then find products that implement that color is it it always paint that's that color are there other things other things yeah Yeah.
1: so um we connect we're very similar to google shopping we're literally it's it is unfortunately just google but we're more interactive in the way that we play with color because color is such a um, there's so many ways that you can go with it and make it fun Mm -hmm. and um That's what we're trying to build into it is like that addictive, like, uh, like when I'm like brainstorming, how can we really fit into that process in Mm -hmm. the searching, um, lifeline, um, we get paid per click. Okay. So yeah, impressions and clicks. So anytime someone clicks through on a product. So if you're searching for a pillow to match this chair, you can take a color of, or take a picture of this chair, um, pull the color, find a color palette. Uh, you swipe up. That's why I'm so, sw- <laughs> <laughs> I'm UXing my, myself. Um, but you swipe up, you can like see different types of color palettes, take that color and then search for pillows and find pillows that are complementary. Wow. Um, so you either go for the exact thing, like a monochromatic, um, like if you want to just the same shade, maybe a lighter, darker, exactly the same, um, or something that's complementary. just dependent upon your taste.
0: And what is your relationship with the vendors that make those products? Do you, do you just hand, I mean, I know they you, you, yeah. you're paid per click. Is there any f- deeper integration with any of them? Um,
1: yeah. So Sherwin Williams and Pantone, um, who are our two biggest partnerships, um, they have a much deeper relationship with us. Uh, we, we, do a lot of marketing focused efforts with them. So they actually have their own. If you go onto the app, which I highly recommend. Download, I will. I'm
0: going to check it out today. Yeah,
1: download, click some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, you'll see they have their own actual separate pages. So this is the first time that, um, they've been included together on something and you, I technically are not allowed to cross pollinate. Okay. Um, but you can cross them. so you can use a Sherwin. Or you can find a Pantone um, color in a Sherwin Williams paint technically, okay. um, but yeah, they definitely didn't want to cross streams, so we had to be very careful <laughs> about how we did it. Um, but they all have their own little like marketing components to it. So we're trying to find ways to engage um, our target market, which is interior designers and design lovers, by just giving them content about how they can ideate.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you work a lot with with different brands. What in your mind makes a great brand?
1: Um, well for us, I mean, there's, it's easiest when they have like a product feed they're already selling online. Um, f- I mean, it's high quality decor. So people are investors, not people, let's be honest. Um, they'll come to me and they'll say, um, well, how can you stop an Amazon from doing this? So we focus on making sure we tackle brands that would never be featured on Amazon. Okay. Um, so it, it makes us ripe for acquisition, if you will, which investors love to hear. Um, but it's also because, um, the type of customer that we're trying to service, they're so, um, and I say this like the best way possible, but pretentious that, yeah, like (laughs) I am like, I wouldn't want to be like, I would never brag that I got something from Amazon and it's in my house. (laughs) Like I'm cool with like the cheap buys. They were like, Oh yeah, I found that spatula for 10 cents or or whatever, but I wouldn't go, Oh, uh, look at my couch. I got that on Amazon. That's not like a, for me, that's not a cool, Thing. Like what I find most interesting in your home, because I think your home is like your fingerprint, it, it's a reflection of who you are, mm-hmm. um, is those unique finds that are very um, representative of who you are, which is not what Amazon is. That's something that's like a multiplier of cheap shit like, yeah. i mean and i'm not saying it's not nice i'm not saying that um i would be able to pick amazon from something else but it's really about how it makes you feel um in the search process for your products and then the uniqueness of those products all of those things go into the story you tell when people enter your house and it's it's a point of pride and mm-hmm. those that's what our consumers have is they come in and they're like oh that table that table was my table at my house. Is I know I have a story for my table because I'm like that's that's what I want. It's a hundred year old Charlotte house that was torn down and they built into a table that I put into my brand new house that we built. So I was like, oh, look at the story, the connection, the beginning, the end. It's a great yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of shit that I want for every piece. When people are like, oh, I compliment this, I'm like, well, funny story about that. I don't want to be like, oh, I got it from Amazon. Yeah, and that's how my my customers or the people who use Vision feel too.
0: It, it's amazing the power of stories. It's not just for branding but for anything, oh, really. Yeah. The storytelling is the key for, oh, yeah. for most things. I, I agree. Yeah. Do you have any favorite brands yourself?
1: Um, I really like Lulu in Georgia. M um, Contrast is a commercial interior design brand. Uh, we filmed our, if you look at the Vision video on our website, it was filmed in their um, studio. Um, their stuff is just, it's for office furniture. It's really... <laughs> really pretty like that's like what's so what sucks about having a startup budget is like i dream of our future office and it can't be boring like it has to be somewhere where people come and they're like oh shit this is dope like that's that's the type they'd rather be there than be home like they this is their escape like that's that's what i want to build i don't have the money for that so (laughs) i'm like pushing off the office idea i'll probably do something like rent a space month to month until we have like the finances to build something cooler but yeah those are probably where
0: where is your office right now
1: right now we do Huga. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. We we were there um, when we started Level. We called it Ladder Partners back then, and um, we were there in a predecessor called Eight Hundred Nine because it's oh Eight Hundred Nine West Hill. Oh, okay. And, uh, Mark Brunage owned it at the time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then, then Garrett came Garrett. in. Yep.
1: Yes, I'm very close with Garrett and all of them. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, Garrett's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so with Vision, how long have you been at it? I, I don't think I caught when you started it.
1: Um, I had the idea. The kindred idea was mid July. 2017. Okay. And then yeah, pitched the husband in August.
0: (laughs) I love that you pitched your husband on it. Yeah.
1: Had to, (laughs) I mean, you have to have buy-in. It has to be just as much. I knew that it'd have to be just as much, um, him as it was me. I very much view us as a partnership, Mm -hmm. um, in life and in all things. I think if you view your marriage as a business relationship, it actually makes it go a lot smoother (laughs) personally. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He (laughs) loves that.
0: (laughs) And, and what, types of what type of progress have you made I mean do you, are you thinking in terms of revenue growth or headcount or number of clients or how, how do you measure the progress there's of like the a company? bunch of
1: metrics and it's enough to make everyone on my team just crazy um so it's the it's we don't focus just on the user number although that's wonderful it's more about um, our goal right now like the big North star metric is retention mm-hmm. so um, what we're building we're in phase one of vision 1.0 whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it which is just the color search, but it's going to be growing into something that's a color exploration platform. So that's the marketing aspect or the aspect that gets people back in is really what we're trying to focus on where interior designers can post their latest projects, post the color palette with it. And if you're searching for something in this turquoise, you can see how other people have played with turquoise in their space as you're ideating for your own space. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what, and I, I, you try not to lean too much on what you do for everything, But when I moved into my house, I was like, I want to see all the rooms that have ever been painted in sea salt because sea salt was what I was going with. (laughs) It was the color of the year at one point. So I wasn't super far off. But like I went on Pinterest and I was like sea salt. And I just went through and every single paint color that I would choose, I was just like, see who tagged it to try to get an understanding of what type of decorating they did around it. Um, eventually in my life, like in the perfect vision office, I'd hire an interior designer. I'm not like, even if you look at me, I don't look like the type who would (laughs) be good at it. And you'd be right. Um, I'm (laughs) like that basic bitch. who like looks at Joanna Gaines and is like white everything. (laughs) Like (laughs) Let's throw (laughs) some couches in. Yeah. Like her design palette is like, I couldn't, wouldn't be able to name one space from any other space. It looks great, but it's really not unique.
0: I'm the same way. Like I, I couldn't design something to save my life, but I, I, but I can appreciate good design. Oh, that's there.
1: I'm in the same camp as you. And that's what I struggle because I know that you're like th- talking about brands and like personal brands, and I personally struggle with that like I went from posting when it was just me no company I was like posting every day on stuff and like a little selfie and like typical millennial bullshit and then um, now I'm like oh I'm not dressed up enough for my target audience if they like saw me they'd be embarrassed yeah. <laughs> Like, so one day I'm gonna hire someone to like dress me and take pictures and shit and then edit it to make me look like I know what's going on yeah because this is the outfit I wear every day like this isn't just a Sunday morning outfit this it's is every day okay. yeah uh, yeah it's t-shirts every okay. day because I don't like wasting time thinking about what I look like.
0: Well, I've I've got a very good friend who... um owns a, uh, the house of Abbeydale, which is, oh. a, it's a men's shop and he makes just custom made suits. And oh, so that's I, dope. so, so I, I delegate all of my fashion decisions to him. That's I,
1: smart. You yeah. have to have one friend. I had one friend, I was in San Francisco last week and I stayed with her. Um, and she dressed me for two days cause <laughs> I gave her the compliment, which was well deserved that I look at her as like a style icon and she is tiny as shit. And I'm for people who can't see me stand, I'm like six foot. So finding stuff that fits, she like figured out a way to make I looked awesome. Them. and that's i just cool. need someone like that in your life
0: <laughs> I, I i agree that's definitely uh, definitely the way i operate so have you raised money yourself or have you bootstrapped this
1: we've um, done both <laughs> like is that weird <laughs> Are you got to answer because it felt like such a long time till we got money um, so uh, we put in $30,000 from like that um, like september time frame in 2017 through march of 20 what is this 19 God, it's isn't weird how your business like you go back in time and you're like, I've been working on this for too long. <laughs> like and people do like or just think it just pops out of nowhere. Um yeah. So that was bootstrapped through there. And then um yeah, we got our first hundred K in um in March. Um we had follow on for another fifty.
0: Was that friends and family or
1: and no, just okay. in investors. So that okay. was also a play into like uh, Joe never did friends and family. So I'm not going to be the woman in the group who like begs. Yeah. So yeah, that said, if <laughs> that set a big precedent for me, like, yeah, so that was never an option. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, investors. I happened to meet, um, Fletcher at, um, New Ventures, are you familiar with them out of Winston-Salem? I'm not, no. But he asked me at a, I had a little booth set up for Vision, which is like just Sherwin-Williams' colors. Um, He asked me like advice on spectrometers, which is the color reading system. And okay. I told him, I had just analyzed a bunch of them. And um, yeah, he went and tested them on his own and I was right. And he's like, I'd love to give you money. He owns a brick company. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. So he was like, like looking for colors to match bricks or something. Yeah, so he, it's a total like if you want to know, like, just the irony of me being such an asshole of, like, judgy, like, on white guy mm-hmm. investors and stuff. Like, I do it in, like, jest.
0: We're easy uh, to dump on. Yeah, I mean.
1: why not? <laughs> like, you mean, like, oh, come on, your lives are so hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to have something. No, but that's pretty much been my target market so far <laughs> for investors. <laughs> I didn't think it would be the case. It's really weird um, with my company going into a room. Because uh, you can tell instantly if people are going to be on your side or not. hmm usually by their faces like yeah and I, maybe i don't know if you've had the same experience but um yeah that new ventures or yeah new ventures group when i pitched them they were all like yes the questions are better uh like everything you can tell them the first question or the first two if it's going to be a good conversation
0: i agree with that yeah. definitely so yeah so where do you see the, the company going over the next three to five years uh, you selling know, to google or Amazon, skyrocketing or,
1: yeah. yeah i hope <laughs> to like i hope i get to hold on to it for a long time. Um, I just want to b- have the wherewithal or be um, someone who's intelligent enough to know when when is when.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, you look at like, are you familiar with uh, One King's Lane? I am not. Um, so they were, sorry to go into like random shit, no. but um, I look a lot at like the different startups. There are startups like me who, um, Ivy Mark sold to House within two years of launch. I'm technically at that two years phase. They had uh, 2,400 interior designers on their platform and they got bought for $30 million. Wow. And yeah. And so you're like, I I could see how is what I would say is our biggest competitor. So could I see like a quick exit to someone like that potentially? But I, the goal is I just want to see it get to a place where it becomes more of a, um, a social interaction where there's interior designers on there spreading their brands or people who love just design who are on there. I'd love to see that come to fruition. Um, but like one Kings lane, that story was, they just got, um, they didn't know when to say when. And, uh, they, came in right at the recession and their mm-hmm. business model was buying um products that weren't selling okay. yeah so it made a lot of sense And then they would sell them on their website for or whatever a little bit um less or more or whatever the fuck and they made mm-hmm. a bunch of money but the, the the economy got better so their business model didn't oh, make no. sense yeah. yeah but they were like riding that high and they raised i think on a 900 million valuation and, and wow. um, yeah they sold for i think God, oh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like something like 18 million. Wow. It was really, like, yeah. And, yeah, it's just the whole story. I was like, God, I don't want to be that. I want to be able to read the stars. Yeah. So I never like to answer. I hate when... um, that question comes up from investors where they're like, okay, so when will you know is yeah, the right time? Yeah. And um, I got advice from someone recently. It was like, the answer back is when it's the most advantageous for all shareholders involved. Then he's like, just say that. And that's fine. And yeah. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> not bad. Cause I'm gonna be like, well, I'm going to decide in the moment. I can't actually answer that right now because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of factors at play.
0: Do, um, do you see another capital raise over the next three to five years or?
1: Probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're raising on a convertible note. So I have to say yes. Okay.
0: Got <laughs> it. <Well.
1: laughs> I made that mistake in an investor meeting and I was like, fuck. Cause uh, uh, yeah, just being stupid and not thinking cause the recessions, um, I think the recession is going to be coming sooner rather than later. Um, and you know, I'm trying to plan financially for that to make sure I'm not that asshole who's like not thinking of that. Yeah. And I said that to the investors, I was like, Yep, yeah, so planning just in case so we can be self-sufficient um, and push off just t- depending on how the investors feel uh, for the series a and they're like well you're not going to push it off too far right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh shit didn't think that through." i was thinking more about my company than that aspect of it
0: so, so you are actively raising a convertible round yeah right now so open. we
1: have about three hundred thousand of 750 right now
0: yeah very cool yeah um I love convertible notes, by the way. I, I studied um, finance, got an MBA.
1: What a nerdy um, thing to say. Uh, yeah, uh, I love convertible no, notes. No,
0: no, it's funny. I'm, I'm a big fan, but but I find that a lot of people are uncomfortable with them. They they, they yeah. want to make an investment. They they think it's got to be stock. And yeah. I, I tell people, you're, you're not smart enough to know how to value this thing. Let's just do a note. Yeah, exactly. Let a smarter person come in Let's and figure it out. I love
1: that. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that on someone... Um, one of the investor friends I have posted on LinkedIn, like, ah, stop fighting for safes here. Yeah. Um, because like investors here aren't interested and da da da. Um, and man, I, I told you, I keep mentioning, I was just in San Francisco, but like these folks are putting their rounds together without lawyers, which I find is ridiculous <laughs> only because like, I'm not intelligent <laughs> enough. Like I'm smart yeah. enough for my company. Let's like lay the boundaries of things I'm not good at, which yeah. is legal. i <laughs> um, like, that's it. I pay a lot of money for my lawyer and he's great. And I love him. And he, I, I, I know I
0: pay too much to my lawyer cause oh my he, he sends me to the, um, to to the Quail Hollow um, oh, <laughs> golf that. tournament every year, and I'm like, this yes. means I'm spending too much money. <laughs> I
1: love it. Yeah, my lawyer. I don't think he thinks I'm his best friend, but in my mind, I'm like, I trust him. Like, it, it's my baby, and I'm yeah. like, he's yeah. like my babysitter, basically. Like, that's <laughs> how much I trust him. Um, but none of these people were paying lawyers yet, and they were all in the same boat as me as far as where we are in the life cycle. And I was honestly shocked. And the reason I figured this out is because they did a legal Q and A, and I was like, how the fuck do these people not know how these like basic things work? it's yeah. because they didn't need them with the safe. Uh, um, and the point of the post was like, I'll oh, stop fighting for it. And I'm like, well, what's hard about that is when you're starting a company, and I did this, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes that I made, was I looked at resources of people from Silicon Valley and like what where I should expect to get funding mm-hmm. and wh- how I should expect to do it. It's completely different it here. Yep. And you're reading, um, wrongfully so, that safes are the best bet you as an organization now i never played with that only because i personally felt it was too early in the safe's life cycle to really understand the implications mm-hmm. um, and i don't know if that's ignorant or not but like i like to err on the side of caution if convertible notes have been working let's just do that yeah um so that's the reason why i didn't go that route but th- all of the literature that you're reading and you like considering yc being a mecca if you will um N- it makes sense why someone like me would go. Okay, we want to put a safe mm-hmm. round together. But even combining safes and convertible notes and things, it starts to just get messy. Mm-hmm. So
0: So, uh, do you have any partners in your business?
1: Partners is in like people who work with me?
0: Yeah, like a like a a a business partner. Like some somebody else who's a, who owns a big chunk of the company maybe.
1: So, um all of my uh, so I have three people on my team. They're all equity owners. I have six advisors too. Okay. Um hand selected. Only one of them is actually in Charlotte. So I tried to find the best, um, but that's really where it's broken down right now. Um, so my CTO, my CMO, and my head of mobile, they all have little chunks.
0: Okay. But they weren't co-founders.
1: Um, so my CTO, I, I labeled as my co-founder because okay, that kid cool. is ride or die. Nice. And like, man, you can't pick that shit out. Like, that's This is
0: so true. People all the time come to me. First of all, they assume I want to be their technical co-founder. So weird. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) 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 But then they ask, like, well, who who do do I bring on board? And I'm like, if you don't already have somebody, it's going to be really... It is hard. You you can't just go out there and find these people. Like, they
1: oh yeah i got lucky with him so my um one of my advisors the one who is here in charlotte actually acted as an interim cto because um, he has 20 years experience but i don't have i don't have a technical background i don't know if you could tell by my voice <laughs> um but i don't so i wanted to make sure that i was um just doing the right things checking the right boxes and had someone who was actually in the code who could um yeah determine that and we do uh, I th- i'm not sure if all startups do this but we do like a three month contract period and then we decide and it's just so they can either a get used to me I'm um, mm-hmm. not everyone's you know jam which is so weird I find that shocking i know the more prosecco i drink the more fun i get <laughs> so just to wait um but yeah like it, it just didn't um half of them it's just the code wasn't good half of them they got picked by someone like we had people go to linkedin like and he's like i've never left charlotte i gotta go i'm like "Oh, that makes total sense why would <laughs> you need to go somewhere else but yeah my cto co-founder technically came in um december of 2018 so like a year or so later um but he was a technical advisor for a person looking to invest so he was um, looking through our code base and he's like oh i saw that you have like a cto position open and i was like oh that's cool yes (laughs) i do i've been searching (laughs) for you forever and that kid like i don't know if he sleeps like you can't manufacture someone like (laughs) her he's like yeah he's he's just ride or die and um yeah, that type of passion is usually, I think, only what you find in a um, the original founder, yeah. and that kid has it. So That's it's awesome. like nuts, yeah, nuts. Yeah, someone who can meet me at my level, which is rare.
0: Well, you're you're very lucky to have found him because yeah. I know a lot of people who would be great entrepreneurs, but they haven't been able to find that oh my person God. yet. And
1: there's no mm-hmm. good advice too, like, uh, I, yeah, they really you do the regular channels, you go through the regular things. The toughest thing about like finding someone here, and you might disagree, and. and is just the fact that people aren't used to startups yeah. and the life and what it takes. No, like, I totally agree with that. It's yeah. a weird, like hybrid mixture of, um, you have to make compromises like on salary or stupid bullshit because yeah. you're like, well, yeah, they just don't, they're not used to it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah it's, one it's of, hard. one of
0: Joe's partners at Pazer, um, and early investor, Chris Halligan. I, yeah. I remember when I was trying to find a head of sales at, at level, um, I was talking to, to Chris, I had somebody in mind that he was friends with and he said, yeah, this guy doesn't want to come work for you, but, um, I'll give you some advice. And he said, if you find the right person, um, give them meaningful equity, yeah. uh, like five to 10%. He's like, make them earn it. But oh, yeah. And he's like, and if, if you won't give them that much, then they're not the right person. And, and I think a yeah. CTO is the same thing, like yeah. your head of sales and your head of technology that. Uh, they better be good enough to where you're willing to give them that. Kind oh, yeah. of equity. I gave
1: yeah. him um, 13.5 and That's I don't, awesome. yeah, mm-hmm. I don't mind talking about equity because I think it's one of those weird things that people get very self-conscious about because yeah. it's, it's like showcases like your cards almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But my dream as far as um, hiring and like when we sell the company is that I have a very diverse amount of employees who all had some sort of stake in the company. So we all have a nice little payday at the end and they go back into the ecosystem, all loving different things, all, with different backgrounds and invest in different things. Cause um what I would invest in compared to Cortez, compared to DeAndre, compared to Brian, uh totally different. Um that's just my hope for them. And I'm trying to like train them on all this stuff just so they can like do that kind <laughs> of stuff later on.
0: Very cool. Can you talk a little bit about how you've gone about building your your own brand? <laughs>
1: I don't think it's been great. Um, I, and I loved that you commented. We had like a lot of connections in the ecosystem. I think probably, um, that's, I've done that a lot better as mm-hmm. just being founder, not necessarily like the one thing I have to work on is my brand towards my uh, user base. And I, I mentioned that and I really think I would need help with that because they're all like beautiful. Like in my mm-hmm. mind, my users are just all just stunning creatures. You have perfect Instagrams <laughs> and I'm just like, not that. So, um, I've never been good at that. I've, much prefer spending time on other things, but I know how important it is. Um, but it, yeah, it
0: is hard when you work for very good brands, like oh my God. like you, you feel like you have to live up to them. You'd almost rather not put any effort into it. So you can, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you've
1: nailed it. Yeah. I'm like, let's set the bar low. So if I do get dressed, it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, and it's weird too. like, um, situationally speaking as a female founder, like, uh, getting dressed up and like going through that process never is actually beneficial. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there's never been a moment where I'm like, I'm really glad I looked really pretty for this. Like it's (laughs) a, what, for what I'm trying to accomplish, um, that's only ever gone the negative way. So I've purposefully made a point of letting people get used to me in t-shirts and like, um, I'm here for business. I'm serious about this. Like, but I don't need to be dressed up for that again yeah it's just something that I've noticed that it just sets the wrong tone about what my priorities are so like I really do wear like a vision shirt pretty much every day which it wasn't clean for today and I was like shit well I must have like dropped something <laughs> it's so embarrassing but it was like there was like a giant dot and my husband went I didn't know you'd be recording this either and he was like are you gonna wear that to this house and I was like what I was like he, it's they're just gonna hear my voice probably so not a big deal anyways Bot Splash is also a local female-run startup so it counts. oh that's cool yeah so it counts but um yeah, it's one of those things that I was lucky, oh, not lucky. Um, I guess I did it myself. I need to stop saying lucky for shit that I've accomplished. Um, <laughs> when I started pitching vision in the ecosystem, um it was like all men. Oh yeah, I was like, let's pour some more. Um, at all of the events I went to, and right around that time was when Skipper got into uh Techstars and Haley Um, So, Meggie at Skipper, Haley at Skill Pop, and then Dina at Milkful all got into Techstars at the same, like, time frame. And I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen any of these people like so they exist yeah. and um
0: meg a force of nature by the way she is
1: <laughs> i know people <laughs> i'm like now trying to live up to meggy so if she ever watches this but all the she time did,
0: she was an interview number two for okay. me yes. uh, I, invest, oh, I, love I invested that. in skipper okay. and level built her mvp which I, is I how did i met know her. that yeah, yeah, yeah i
1: did yeah. know that um but she's amazing she's one of those people who um yeah she's fucking on it yeah like she just
0: well and it's it's funny um Seb, her husband, is amazing too. Very yeah. different personality than she is. It but they're, is. they're both in their own way, just yeah. awesome people. I was yeah. proud
1: of him for pitching. I'm, I don't think you're at this. Um. What did he pitch? It was something at a Heist Brewery, mm-hmm. and I it was the first time I ever saw him pitch something because I think Maggie was still back in Austin. Were you there for that? No, I it was, was like not. the I think it was like the Idea of fun, pitch breakfast okay. or something that Got they it. did at night. He killed it, and I was shocked. I,
0: I remember that now that you mentioned there was a nighttime. Yeah, place. I was, I was, sh- I was not town, to
1: not to be mean to say, but I was like <laughs> I was like oh, who knew that he could do stuff too?
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everybody that's met the two of them, like she's. She, She's definitely more outgoing, the type yeah. A of, of the two. Yeah. But but he, he's a little understated at at times. But he's he's very very brilliant and, and yeah. So I I don't remember what he's doing now. He was showing me it was something with three D. He's doing a food D truck model. or something. Oh, I, there's a food truck, but he was doing some three D um virtual, um. 3D 3D mapping like virtual tech, uh, virtual reality type oh, of okay. technology for real estate. He was he was oh, showing me that at the last startup event that I saw him at. It's
1: interesting. One of my advisors is um, from Zillow. He's the head of computer vision there. Oh, um, so he we went on and um, talked about that for like an hour with um, you know Lowe's um, head of innovation Josh um, Shatab. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. So I'm just friends with him. So, I mean, we're working out a, a deal with Lowe's right now for exclusivity for them to be on the app as well. Luckily, I haven't, <laughs> they're based here. It made it so easy. Well, that yeah. and Sherwin-Williams is um, their, their paint. So it really made just a fuck ton of sense.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's dope. Like, it, it's going to work out well. But um, so got into the ecosystem. Um, actually, when I had the idea for Collective Hustle, which is our group that we do, um, we focus on inclusion and female entrepreneurship. We were at Kataba. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the side room at Catawba that's like tables yeah. and shit. Um, the more I drink, I get cursed a little bit more too. Just that's so fine. you know, okay. Good. <laughs> just, yeah. My mom and my husband are both like, let's take it down a notch, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, all the guys were sitting, it was all men in the room. They were all sitting down. And so I literally sat at the bar and took a drink and like looked at them and I was like, do I feel like doing this today? Cause you go in and, um, people assume you're the CMO. They assume you're the wife. They, like it's this, this like you break down these assumption barriers, um still happens. I think the last time I was called a CMO was like last week, which is like <laughs> it, I have I don't know what I have to do to like obviously like be on a cover of something like <laughs> until that day. <laughs> like I'll just always be the the whatever the woman most likely card is, um. But I thought that that was bullshit. So um yeah, we started collective hustle. I actually started with a Aru from Bot Splash. Um, I just keep showing her shirt off. Aru Bot Splash. <laughs> Um, and we just started event. Joe was on the first panel. That was an easy grab. Um, Maggie was on the first panel too. Okay. It was Joe, Maggie, Tim McLaughlin from co-founders and then, um, Mac Lackey. Okay. Um, and so the goal was, um, the, the issue really being as a founder in this area. And I guess all areas outside of Silicon Valley is the connectivity to, um, investors. So setting up an environment that was inclusive, but also setting up that investor type of
0: area. But yeah, okay, that's cool. how people know me. I want I want to come back to that because I think that's that's a really interesting topic to me. Um, back to vision though, how how do marketing and sales work for you guys? You mean like <laughs> you have like a do you, well? You're not the CMO, obviously. No, so. <laughs> I,
1: I have one of those. I like pulled one of those in, but I am like the chief selling officer. Okay. Um. Yeah. Luckily, um, the last few sales have been, um pretty easy people are starting to come to us which is dope mm-hmm. um like <laughs> it was a e- home depot came to us last week oh was, wow yeah i was like message josh how do we feel about telling home depot no <laughs> um yeah no people like rugs.com came to us last week like all of these folks are starting to they wow. get it i know i wish that um all of the people who are our clients were investors cause like just like talking to them, it's it, the sales conversations less than 10 minutes. The sales cycle is less than two weeks on average. Um, I, my close or my fastest close was three hours. Like, um, it's just, wow. it's going to be one of those things. I won't need salespeople. Um, once we're at a certain point, it'll be like buying, uh, Google shopping ads or Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. We're just not there yet. Um, people like the, you know, FaceTime, uh, if you will. um, so selling has become pretty easy. Honestly, like we were selling too fast to onboard. Onboarding is one of those things we need to work on. Okay. Yeah, we have over four hundred forty thousand products now on Vision. Um, four hundred forty thousand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's um a
0: lot. And you have to onboard those products. It's, yeah. Okay. And what's
1: hard about our onboarding is that while typical data does not have any type of color centric points, you're lucky if it's categorized by color, um, and that's look. Um, so what we actually do is we take the primary image and, um, we use computer vision to recognize what the product is. And, uh, then you, um, take the five primary colors on there. What's difficult about five primary colors. That's what we're taking. Just the five most prevalent. That's (laughs) a better way of saying it. (laughs) What's hard is like shadows. So, if you have like a product that's like it's artistically focused and like half of it's a shadow, yeah, it's like you, so you got to work with what you got. Um, but onboarding and all of the process, like um, one at Rug Studio is one of our brands. I think they had like about, so just showing my cards here, but they had like uh, 50,000 products, just rugs. Wow. Yeah, they're huge, um, which is great for us. 50,000. Oh my God. That's it. Yeah. And that's why we were like, we wanted Lowe's too. I'm like, give me everything. I want, I want everything that's on the internet <laughs> and just, <laughs> To make it easier, because that was the point was um, a green nightstand. My original problem um, that is such a hyper specific, that unique element that we're looking for that you just like innately think, oh, I have to do that DIY um, because there's no way. But yeah. like our beta, the first like prototype we put out, found a green nightstand right away. Like it's out there, yeah. but you have to find these small to get that unique factor. These large guys who either have a lot of small players, or these small guys who are intelligent enough or have the bandwidth to have like a product feed, which is not that hard. It's just a flat CSV file. Yeah. Um, but you talk to an owner of a small business and they're like, yeah, no, don't do this to me. And I'm like, oh, you just have to export. <laughs> That's well, it,
0: it. It's interesting. Um, I read Stratechery. It's a blog mm. um, a, a, where he, he looks at a lot of different tech companies and kind of dissects them mm. both financially, but also strategically. And um, he talks a lot about aggregator theory and you know, Netflix is a classic example of an aggregator. They, they need to have eyeballs. They need to have content providers right. and the ex- two kind of co evolve together. And so you're very that's much exactly. an aggregator. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's tough. And what's so nice about, I just sent out a bunch of thank you cards to my brands is that I tried in the sale. This is the one thing I learned from virtual Strongbox is You really have to set the stage correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next step to go well. Um, and that's, I think, the problem with sales in general is like salespeople, they just want to accomplish that goal so they're oversell the shit out of everything and overpromise, and then you just end up on the back end with a shit customer who's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um. So I, I try to set the precedent... Um, that just make it very blatantly clear that they're lucky like we'll we'll showcase them on social media we'll so showcase them on the blog Like we'll try to find other ways to elevate their brand in this period in which we're gaining users yeah. so like our typical bill like so in our first month of revenue and um, we had about um about 550 users 3,000 color searches about 150 clicks um that equated to about 128 bucks so like Small yeah, change yeah. for right now, but like like it then add some zeros to the end of those users and like it, it starts to add up Absolutely. pretty quickly.
0: So when you think of users, that is the interior designers. And yeah. That's that's your community, if you will. Yeah. And then the and then the, the other community that you serve are the service providers the like brands. Lowe's or Home Depot or yeah okay and
1: the sales so easy to them because um they have a hard time figuring out where that community is sitting to reach them so like uh, Instagram like that's probably their most prevalent prevalent channel but the, really the returns on Instagram are pretty Minimal. So you're going into these advertising channels that people are struggling in to begin with to figure out how to, unless you're spending a shit ton of money, you're not getting anything out of it. What we're offering you is here's an interior designer, the person you're looking for, They you are only pay pay for something that they're actually looking for, that they're considering. To get to your product, they'd have to search for a specific color, a specific item. They see all the details, then they click through. That's like just the best case scenario of how you can spend your marketing dollars. And that's pretty much the sales pitch.
0: So, have you run into scalability challenges yet along the way?
1: I would say probably just onboarding has been the biggest one. Um, we had a lot of interest. We have about twenty-seven brands that are on Vision right now, um, and honestly, we just kind of put a halt on the sale, which is great for me because I'm like, oh, I can focus on fundraising. Negative. I was <laughs> now I've been focusing on more helping on marketing. <laughs> totally wrong. Um, but yeah, like we had to halt because there was just um, too much data. Yeah. at once um, so I'm excited for the time frame in which and they're working on it like we went from a shitty like four hour um, onboarding cycle to like minutes um, so it's good like they're already getting to that phase of how we can optimize that stuff but that was definitely right now the um, issue that we faced so far
0: four hours doesn't sound that bad <laughs>
1: I, uh, yeah I guess yeah mm. it's depends all relative how, depends on how many products that specific yeah. customer was <laughs> Yeah, because we have some in there that are so niche like we do um, it's really the gambit of like an individual person. I'm pretty sure they're the only person who works there. Um, Dust Furniture. I'm pretty sure it's just him. And yeah. he was like, I've got a product feed. Let's do this. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, nice. I think it's, he has like 20. <laughs> so if that was the four hour day, I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so changing gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about being from Northern Virginia. How different do you do you feel like Charlotte is from a DC or a Northern Virginia?
1: Luckily, this is a very poignant question. Well, I mean, I'd be love to know your thoughts on it. it you, do you want to start off with what your thoughts are? And then I want to like, hear yours and then you I'll should. give you mine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So I'm lucky cause I just pitched there, um, two weeks ago and we won a pitch competition, which I'm not sure if we would have won down here. Um, I was actually told by someone in the audience <laughs> cause <laughs> it was the same pitch competition cause I hosted it. Okay. I host a lot of shit that I don't get to participate in. That's how <laughs> giving I am. Um, so hosted this pitch competition, someone came up to me they're like, Yeah, Vision would not have won this. And I think they're they were technically right. But I pitched at the same pitch competition in DC and we did win. Okay. Um, which is weird because you think about it, like you think they might be a more developed ecosystem. Um, they're risk averse in different ways, and I think their priorities are different as well. Um, and I'm not saying that there's like an ample amount of funds there. They're definitely more than us but they may be more like government focused and things along those lines but i spent a period of time just speaking with founders who are from that area just to see i always do that because um, i bitch a lot about charlotte and i'm like okay is this justified um in the fact that we're unique or are we the same as everyone else and i'm just being a little bitch about everything um <laughs> which is totally can be the case like doesn't mean i can't bitch but like maybe i should check myself on some things. Um, And uh, no, they face a lot of the same issues. Um, but luckily there is like some sort of connectivity just depending upon industry in that area. So now I'm interested in
0: hearing your thoughts. Well, I, so, so, um, I, I lived 28 years in Northern Virginia. Uh, uh, I'm only a -er. (laughs) 22-er. Okay. (laughs) So
1: close. So I
0: got you. My dick's bigger. Oh, damn.
1: That's probably true. (laughs) Just for reference for everyone.
0: (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's interesting because I, I think you're right. DC, um, you wouldn't call it a startup mecca. It's yeah. not one of the places no. that people talk about, but you do have three legitimate VCs there. You've got Revolution, Revolution. GrowTech, and QED right. has become a very legitimate. Ironically, they were early investors in Red Ventures, Credit Karma, and okay. Avid Exchange. Yeah. Um,
1: and you've got, like with GrowTech, Don
0: Rainey is in Raleigh, right? Or no? Uh, Lake Norman.
1: Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. I should. Get, he he came to seed the South. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and he, he invested. He was um, Pazer's first. Yeah. He, did, he led uh, Series A for Pazer. Yes. So Um but but i do th- i think they're more advanced than we are i think the big difference in terms of startups is that they had some mega exits there and we haven't had a mega exit in charlotte yeah. um you know with AOL i was in in undergrad during when when AOL you oh, know, was 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 running the world and they they made a handful of billionaires and probably a couple thousand millionaires everybody knew somebody who yeah. had made had secretaries that made 10 15 million (laughs) that's what i dream for vision (laughs) one day yes (laughs) you
1: need that though
0: but but really if if, i don't know if you ever heard of the concept of the trillion dollar startup Mm. um fairchild semiconductor was what launched the modern silicon valley so if you look um kleiner perkins and sequoia came out of fairchild semiconductor money Um, and, and literally there's facebook twitter all sorts of different companies can all trace their lineage back to somebody who was at fairchild semiconductor and what i think aol was one of those moments for northern virginia mci happened to be a big one too you had uunet and then mci bought them and then worldcom bought mci and everybody knew somebody who had made millions of dollars in in that whole process when was
1: the aol sell though that was like isn't that early 2000s
0: it, the, so the, the their exit to Time Warner, I want to say it was late '90s, even. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But but you look, Revolution came from Steve Case money. I was K's like money. ten there, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. so <laughs> it was a real gripping time for me. Yeah.
0: Well, but 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 I think that's what Charlotte lacks. Right, we've uh, had some exits that are that are meaningful. Map anything, great exit. Um yeah. Deal Cloud, great exit. Yeah. Uh Yap was a great exit to to Amazon, but none of those created you know, thousands and thousands of people with money. Yeah. And, and and the other big thing is the knowledge that comes from that. When you grow something that big, there's all sorts of people who oh, come yeah. out of it ready to start the next Knowing. big thing. And, yeah, yeah. and so I think that's the main difference from my perspective in Charlotte. Now, mm-hmm. I think as a city... I like Charlotte a lot better than I like DC. DC is the most powerful city in the world. It's the capital of the free world, you right? Don't,
1: yeah, <laughs> power. I love it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but but see, I prefer Charlotte, which is the scrappy. Like we have to constantly reinvent ourselves, oh, yeah. and like I, I like that attitude. <laughs> do you know Vic Howie? Um,
1: I, oh, yes, I do. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah. Breakfast. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So so I, I think Vic embodies the Charlotte spirit as as good as anybody. Um, he was working at the Atlanta Olympics in 96 okay. for Bank of America. They sent him down there just to help with whatever they need. Nice. Right? Not uh, a bad gig. Yeah, yeah baller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a baller when, you're, when you just send somebody down, like help yeah. them out with the Olympics. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so Vic was in, in Atlanta and uh, became very close with a bunch of um, Olympic officials. And he got invited to the Sydney Olympics in 2000. Oh. And he goes down to Sydney
1: Oh, that's a networker. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so he goes down there and he sees this whitewater center and it was the first of its kind in the world. Yeah. And, um, and he said, we're going to build one of these in Charlotte. And th- they looked at him and they're like, Charlotte, this is Sydney. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. Hello. Like Have you're you not, seen us? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and
0: Vic said, yeah, but the biggest bank in the U S is in Charlotte because we don't, we don't give a fuck. Like we, yeah. we don't care where we're from. Like, this is what we do. This is just how we operate. And, he, he tried to build the Whitewater Center, actually, where um, we're, uh, Avid Exchange is headquartered now. That was the original site oh, that really? he wanted, he wanted to do like it there. like a
1: mile from my house.
0: Okay, So, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. that
1: would have been kind of cool.
0: So, that was the original plan. And then September 11th happened, and the financiers that oh, he had lined Jesus. up, backed out. And so, they had to find a cheaper site. And so, it ended up being yeah. where, where it is Which now. Which still works. Yeah, I think yeah. it
1: actually like, it makes it better for lots of shit. So yeah.
0: yeah. But, but but Vic was old school, worked for Hugh McCall back in the day. and. Yeah. and uh, to me, that's what Charlotte is. We're scrappy and we punch above our weight. And, and oh. that like, you can't like DC is never going to be scrappy because it's the most powerful city yeah. in the world. Right? That's true. That's yeah. a,
1: my white privilege story is like a great example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I, um, I, I pitched this to when we did seat the South for the first time, um, which seat the South. Like just real quick, what it is, is just like a day investor symposium pitch competition. Now it's going to be two days um, where we brought investors in and let elevated startups to pitch. Um, but what I pitched to the ecosystem, what I'm lucky with Collective Hustle is that I get to now sit at the table with like all of the people who are doing everything. And um, I do think that you're at an opportunity, uh, just like with CNU, the tiny school that could, like I was a big fish on that campus just because you can't. that's so (laughs) fucking easy to be a big fish like that's it and that's what you get with charlotte and the people who have the strings like you can create charlotte in your image you can decide are we going to be that group whose room is really inclusive are we going to be that group who decides we're going to take an earlier shot on the little guy like we could be those people Mm -hmm. um i just don't think we've quite figured out how to make it happen i think there's a lot of talk about um like we could (laughs) 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 and they like pause there and it's been on pause for like the last fucking two years yeah yeah. um but yeah i I, that's my hope is um is just that when people look at charlotte like if we could be a mecca for anything it could be a mecca for why not be the mecca for diversity or why not be the mecca for um someone who in in the south invests earlier like uh, i don't know it's just um if when vision exits when we make our a fuck ton of money and I'm like <laughs> the best investor in town and I'm that exit that you're waiting for um, to quote my words like I'm, I'm gonna be that person who is the one who invests too early everyone's gonna be a knocking on my door and mm-hmm. the thing is is that's not a bad place to be because then you have deal flow and then the yeah. connectivity to um, the west which they have a big realization that the best investments are now starting to happen outside of Silicon Valley. Yep. Um, the scrappy startups who are trying to make it work in an area in which they've, bootstrapping has to go a lot further because they're not getting the check easier. Um, being that deal flow person, that's that's like my future dream. Awesome.
0: yeah. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about Collective Hustle. What other community activities are you involved in?
1: Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, like... Uh, Uh, hmm, what other am I involved in? I try to step up um, in any way that I can to help. If any of the other ecosystem leaders like have events and they ask, um, I try to step up. Like it's been Mm -hmm. a lot harder with vision taking off. Um, But like anytime one, from Garcon asks for anything. I'll be there. Like, um, that was the last
0: podcast I published. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That
1: guy and I, (laughs) we drink like we've, we have like a really good time.
0: So, so he (laughs) and I didn't figure out that we both love tequila we were drinking whiskey the whole interview and then I took him down and showed him some of my tequila. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's (laughs) a great guy. And when he drinks like, yeah it's great um but and then like Sherelle from black tech charlotte i'm like uh brandon from um task force x um Mm -hmm. anytime those guys ask for anything i'll be there um because uh what's funny is like i got connected with brandon because juan (laughs) needed a writer for his uh his veteran showcase
0: okay so i assumed it was because your husband and that's why but that's the only why i did it
1: was because um Yeah, so he needed a writer for that. He's like, yeah, I don't think we'll, he just in passing was like, I don't think we'll have someone who's going to be able to cover that. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. So um, I was like, I'll write for it because I was a journalist. So it was like such an easy, uh, quick, I can do that in an hour type thing. And um, yeah, that's where I met Brandon. And that's very important to me, the veteran side uh, of things because they have their own, like just understanding their mentality. And I love talking to Brandon about it, Um, but just understanding um, who they are, where they're from, like just the life. I think their life, journey is so um, interesting. Um, -hmm. and that's just like leans back into my privilege. I was like, I never thought of anything but college, like (laughs) ever, like not even no calling for anything. I I was in DC for September 11th. Like, and I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs)
2: well,
1: I'm a woman. So I do get a little bit of a pass, (laughs) but I'm a really tall woman. So like, maybe I could have done something. Um, no. And then my husband was that type of guy who just was like, um, Yeah. He just wanted to serve and, um, I just admire him so heavily and if anyone is like him, they deserve attention. So that's why I did it. Um, but yeah, I, I love what Brandon does and he works really hard. Um, and not just like uh, he does focus on veterans, but he really focuses on trying to bring people together. Yeah. Same same with Juan. It's like good luck going to an event that Juan's not there. That yeah. guy has like four kids. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Katie is a saint. Like yeah. what what are you doing, Juan? <laughs> That's,
0: I tell him that all the time. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's funny. Juan, Brandon, uh, Dino, Minoj, Govinden. He's another of those I do. wild I connectors. He's not he,
1: even here. He's Isn't he, he here in Florida? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, he's in, I think he. Or yeah. am I wrong? That's from memory.
0: He was in Florida, but I think they bought a new place up in the Northeast. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. His, his partner likes to buy, used to work for Martha Stewart. And they, so they buy houses and f-
1: Oh, damn. I need to talk fix to him them. more. Oh, interior designer. Yeah. Definitely. yeah I didn't yeah. even think August about that. August is partner's I, name. Oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that from this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I gave you <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Dope.
1: <laughs> well, I'm giving some things, right? Or no. Yeah. Tell me something I can give. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I only take I don't. I am yeah, I'm, I'm the host. Oh no, so. yeah, okay, I got gotcha. <laughs> so you. So we've mentioned a lot of mutual connections here. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to build their network in Charlotte? And we kind of hinted at it. I see from LinkedIn that we have 80 connections in common. I've been here a lot longer than you, so you know a thing or two about networking here. But what kind of advice do you have I for went people? Went the
1: really toughest route <laughs> of going about anything though. Like I built my own group while building a company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'd recommend that to everyone. Like if you're in an ecosystem that lacks that, um, it's super easy to get started because everyone wants to figure out how to involve the women and they can't fucking figure it out. So like, you'll get a call from everyone. Yeah. Like anytime someone's like, Oh, we need more women. Like, have you met Sam Smith? <laughs> <laughs> like, she basically a is a woman yeah. and B likes women. Like yeah. it's, the perfect thing <laughs> um yeah so honestly i get intros to people like all the fucking time yeah. uh, just because of um the initiatives that i i push forward and i mean but it doesn't it come at some like cost i don't know like i mean i always um i had like a, a from rabu asked me like early on he was like um i don't know how you juggle everything it doesn't make sense and i was like well Amir, every time you stare into your three children's beautiful eyes that's when i'm working on collective vessel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like <laughs> that's that's where like I tried to fit it in. Um it, and it, it's, it is worth it. Uh, but at the same time, like we hosted a pitch competition, we hosted seat the South and, um, I don't get to participate in it. And I try to, um, I'm, I'm on stage though. Like, <laughs> yeah. so that's not, that's not fair. Like I'm there, but people see me as collective hustle. Then they don't see me as vision. Um, and I try to take a, a minute and like, be like, Hey, this is my company. Like this isn't a sales pitch, but I don't get the opportunity now to a take part, like showcase, like get to tell you that I'm fundraising, get to do any of this stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and it's tough. So I, I built let's see the South specifically because um, there was a pitch competition I wanted to participate in in Seattle. We didn't get selected, and I'm like, I can't believe I have to go. First of all, all the way across the fucking country to yeah. even get to just represent my company, um, and then I didn't get picked. I was yeah. like, uh, there's <laughs> there's like there's not enough like hyper local material that enables people within a specific range of the company size to be presented. And Juan does a phenomenal job at the intro, like pitch breakfast. Everyone, pitch re- breakfast is like a rite of passage. Yep. Like like you're an early stage company. Usually, I did pre- the launch. first one. Oh, shut the fuck up. Really, yeah, did, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pred- that's awesome.
0: We had a predecessor company at a level called Reward Summit and Chris and I went and Vic was like, Hey, why don't you come pitch? We're going to do this pitch breakfast. Oh, yeah. So we did Lenora Vassal. I don't know if you know her. She, no. she was the torch. And then I don't remember who the third was, but yeah, we, I, I did I the first it. one. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, it's a rite <laughs> of passage, but then there's like this gap. And yeah. then like the next time you hear about these companies is when they've fully raised Yeah. and that's it. And, um, the, the most critical time is in between that. So that's where we tried to focus and elevate um, with a direct uh, mindset of inclusion, but um, the goal is not that people know us for that. It's that they come and then it's normalized Mm -hmm. um, because you need white guys. They're like the bread and butter of our society. Can't get rid of us. I'm opening this next bottle. <laughs> Go for it. They're yeah. They're like the glue that brings us all together. <laughs> <laughs> the white
0: glue, Elmer's. Elmer's glue. <laughs> yeah. Think of how many horses went into that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Stop.
1: I was never a horse lover, so <laughs> I always felt bad that people just ride them all the time. Actually, <laughs> it was just a weird fun fact about me. Like, like who ever thought that horses like that? I'm not sure they do. <laughs> I've always wondered people who pretend like they love horses so much. And they ride them. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they love. They, if you they love really them, like let them they, free. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, so let's talk about collective hustle. um okay. y- You mentioned that you in, in, it invests in minority and women owned businesses. Um, what mistakes do do you see the companies that are owned by minorities <laughs> and and women making and raising money, or are they the same mistakes that white guys make too? I'm sure they're the same <laughs> mistakes.
1: Um, I mean, that's it Do you want me to top you off? Yeah, please I do. I think you need to dilute your orange shoes.
0: Hey, how dare you? Look I know at this. this
1: is, yeah, <laughs> he's getting no actual benefits. See, isn't taking your Prosecco break better than whiskey? Though?
0: Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, this might, th- th- this Prosecco, um, and orange juice thing might have to stick around. I think, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have
1: it as an option, like an option B, but like if you said whiskey, i I always like to man up to things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't normally do that, but I'm not going to pussy out of this. <laughs> um, what mistakes I I do think they're probably the same. Um, But the thing is, is I think where we have a harder time is that... uh, I'm lucky we are finding Fletcher. Like he's probably like not a four leaf clover. He's like a six leaf clover. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> normal. Yeah. And if I didn't find Fletcher, I wouldn't be here today. Like yeah. we were literally like scraping bottom of the barrel. That was like the perfect moment. Um, perfect moment in that. Like I was like, fuck if we don't find someone, it's going to really yeah, not yeah. be good for us. Um, and if I didn't have him and I never said this to him, but he deserves all the credit in the world. We would, we would not be here. Um, and he's the only person who really like, gets caught col- like he got it and yeah. um usually it's it's women it's it's such a weird uh women just tend to f- try to solve problems that they've seen um which usually means that their target market are women yeah. and um the investors who i speak with man they're just like they can't get there they're like no i just don't yeah i don't see it and i'm not just saying that for um provision which is um it, it can be seen as risky in a few fronts uh mainly because you need such a heavy user base for it to be successful yeah. so that's like a risk all on its own like um it just like we'll put that in there if someone's concerned about that that's a very rightful yeah, yeah um concern if you don't especially if you don't believe in in the use case like i can totally understand why um if you're not buying in fully there then you're not buying in which is perfectly fine but there are women who are um doing perfectly great companies um that are targeted towards women. And what we, what I hear the most is guys saying, um, Oh, I asked my wife about this and, uh, she didn't like it. So, and she's all women. Yeah. So i <laughs> like,
0: well, I, I had so. Alex on the podcast from to you laundry. Uh, I love that guy. And he's, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, and he didn't realize at first, I think, that his target demographic was actually the woman. Yeah, of course you know? it was. And, yeah, and uh, I'm the anomaly with but, my but husband doing laundry. But it's funny because it, it is completely a business that the that the woman that the, the wife is the primary buyer. Yeah, uh, right. not
1: not in my household. Not in but your yeah. household, but <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> in most households, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: uh, but but it's funny because he's obviously not a woman, nor is Dan. And no, they have figured it out. So. Yeah,
1: like yeah, and you in the I mean they're a great example of like, he's like the essence of hustle. I would like to like feel though i'm the essence of hustle until i finish this raise i'm not sure i'll feel like i've you know what i mean like quite and got it where oh obviously now he's like series a isn't it yeah so no fuck he's like always one that. step yeah, oh, yeah, okay yeah. Yeah. so he's always one step ahead he, well he he
0: originally he, he took three million institutional money and then um okay. and he said look i'm gonna try and go get four Is million from the
1: florida firm
0: uh, yeah i can't remember their name
1: yeah i saw a press release and i was like fuck, i want someone who's so excited they put a press release out about yeah, yeah. Me.
0: <laughs> no they they put three million in he originally was going to do four million and then they were oversubscribed and ended at six million yeah dope Um, like that's awesome yeah
1: good for yeah good for them and like they're they're hustlers i would love to have seen that same thing if a woman was pitching it like i just would have loved it yeah and i don't know what um what it is like it is definitely an unconscious bias aspect of it and then it's not understanding the target market but in his case like he is servicing a female target market. Um, people probably went home and were like, Hey wife, do you hate doing laundry since so you're the one who do oh yes, yeah. I do. And they're <laughs> like, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Then I've brought the answer for that. Um, whereas like color, that conversation, like, unless your wife's an interior designer, which um I've gotten along very well with investors who wives are interior designers. There's like apparently a lot of them. It's weird. I don't know I don't know why. Like that's like the passion project of like the rich people. Yeah. <laughs> like their wives are always <laughs> interior designers. I don't fucking know why. I love them, so sure. Like, yeah, I did uh triangle angel partner. I pitched them. Everyone in the table had an interior designer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not as a wife, but like, as they like in their repertoire yeah. and uh, yeah. Anyways, I was like, go ask them how they feel about vision. But yeah, I, I think that's more so what you run into. And you can't really blame men. Cause you see that even women who are involved in VC, they, they invest at the same rate as men do mm-hmm. in female led companies. So um, it's just one of those things. I think that uh, women also choose uh, the safer routes, when it comes to um, what companies they're going to do. And that's very much typical of what you see as far as companies in Charlotte that have been successful. It's someone who has something that has already somehow percolated money Mm -hmm. and then you're building onto it. There's like a safety net some sort like your raboos your skippers they had like something that was already functioning or even to you laundry like right off the bat you're making money there's a service that's making money um so building on top of that is your scalability for your investor um but it like it's that safety net factor um yeah that's that's where i see especially in our area those are the startups that work the best
0: so flipping it around and you kind of hinted at this already, but what mistakes do investors make when it comes to women and minority owned businesses?
1: Asking their wives for everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking annoying.
0: Um, it just is. like, don't, t- don't bring up your wife to me. When, when I make an offer to somebody and yeah. they say, I'm going to ask my wife, talk about it with my wife. That drives me crazy. Oh
1: yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like what well, you know, like the thing is like, you don't have to mention it. Do I go home and talk to Steve about yeah. everything? yes because he's like my sounding board he gets my thinking but he brings a new perspective like um, he is he's everything. Do I go in home to you and I'm like, oh yeah, Steve said that this is totally yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you must think I'm such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, also I think that uh, men are investors. They do that because they think it gives them some sort of credibility. Yeah. Like that just well,
0: sounds patronizing to me. Though I, to- is, I talk to yeah. a woman woman owned company. Well, let me talk to my wife and see what she's, yeah. she thinks. Like, no, have some balls and like make a decision on your own. I've maybe. had <laughs>
1: people in the ecosystem. So most of the time, I uh, I get drinks with people because I like it. It loosens people up and mm-hmm. shows them that I'm a human. Like all of these different things, it, all meetings. I usually do something around happy hour, even with investors. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one investor like made me meet him in the office and he was like, "Uh, oh, yeah. You know, cause I wouldn't want my wife to be uncomfortable. I'm like, oh Jesus, fucking Christ! I'm not asking you out on a
0: date. I'm yeah, asking yeah. you to fucking invest <laughs> in my company. Like, oh,
1: what the fuck? Yeah, no. And I had that at another. Well, they event. say Mike Pence won't. Uh, like, it's take the Mike Pence rule. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and that was like last week at a conference, the, or last month. I got dressed up, like last time I got dressed up, and this guy, like, he was like, oh yeah, um, I'd love to learn more. So I handed my card, and he's like, oh, I can't take your card. My wife might find out. And I said, my name's Sam Smith. No one has ever thought that I was a woman first. I was like, that's just ignorance. Yeah, no, it's just him big men. Yeah. It's mm, sometimes you run into that like asshole effect, but I wouldn't, I would not say that that is the norm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of guys like have checked themselves a lot too. Um, so like you, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to make those types of mistakes, which I'm not saying those guys aren't. Um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like, like that's, but it's not the, it's not the norm. Um, But for investors um, speaking with women, I would recommend um, going to all those investors. I was talking about had interior designers around the table. I'm sure they did this. Go to your interior designers. Don't go to your wives. Go to the people who are going to be using it. See their thoughts. Like, I get it, though, from an investor standpoint, especially if you have a limited pool or a smaller fund. um, You want to invest in things you know. Um, so that makes sense so be choosier about the meetings that you take because for us founders a our time is limited i feel like a lot of times that investors make you jump through hoops because they're in the power position at our stage Mm -hmm. um and i'm getting a very much more i'm pushing back on that a lot more um because i i don't have time uh, like legitimate don't have time yeah and then um B, I'm starting to see it for what it is. Like the people who want the more time looking at your company are like the least likely to invest. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like the people who ask them the most questions. I'm like, for our early stage, if you don't fucking believe it now, yeah. you're not, there's nothing I'm going to say that's well, going to convince you. But me.
0: we all know what the reality is. There's way more money than there are good entrepreneurs. So they need you way fucking more than you yeah. need them. I mean, I that, that, that is the reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want to act like that, but it's that. so true.
1: Yeah. And I, you know what I've gotten a lot of lately? I've gotten a lot of investors saying like, oh, when you're on your next company, let me know. I don't like this one, but I like you. And I'm like, I, I get that a lot. And um, which is, I mean, people are like, oh, isn't that nice? I'm like, no, it's yeah. not. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. It's saying that they think that this company is going to fail and I'm going to start another one and come to them. And the, I'm not writing your names down. I'm not, like, doing that. I'm sure someone in this world is. <laughs> but I'm not because this is, like, my one and done. And then I'm going to be an investor. And that's, like, that's my game plan. I'm not planning on failing. I fucking hate when people lecture on failing. Yeah. Like, the, that whole thing scene can just fucking exit like if we haven't thought about failing before like yeah
0: well one thing i will i I agree with you i I think that failure is the most painful awful thing in the world and we shouldn't celebrate it but we should celebrate there is a culture of trying so hard to avoid failure that we never try to do something great. And yeah, I think that's the part that, but I don't yeah. think those are the
1: entrepreneurs. Yeah. I think yeah. that's everyone else. Yeah, Like, I well, think that yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, Oh, we should embrace failure. I'm like, I'm really tired of that narrative. Yeah, like, yeah. cause that's not where I am in my life. Like, I think, I don't know if I ever said that to an investor, I don't know. Like, but yeah. just, like
0: well, so, so at, at level, this was one of the things we struggled with. I, I honestly think that you're, things are going to fail, right? And so, so I used to look at things and say, we're going to try as a company to do 10 things this year or five things or whatever oh, they yeah. are. And some of them are going to fail and some aren't. And we can't punish the people who do fail unless, um, yeah. unless they fucked it up and it was their Like you know. it was
1: something really egregious. Yeah, like yeah, that.
0: exactly. Um, and it's hard because I think that uh, I, I, I just, we, we would have people who would see other people fail at something and they're like, well, why didn't you fire them? Oh, because if I fired them, nobody's no, ever going to take things. risks. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the
1: whole growth uh, mentality. But like, uh, someone's asked me that question gets asked like, "What have you failed at?" Yeah. And I do think failure is—it um, depends on your definition. And yeah. in my definition of failure, I've never failed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing—you pivot and you. Uh, yeah, you know,
1: you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the thing—is like you. I'm still around. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, exactly. I literally, in my mind, I have never failed. Yeah. Like, did I want to be a journalist and like, did I want to sail the world and be a foreign correspondent? Technically, I failed at that. Technically. Yeah but in my mind I was like oh no I adapted
0: I changed my, I changed <laughs> yeah, my mind I did Yeah, <laughs> I adapted
1: yeah so when people ask me what have you failed at in life I can confidently say nothing yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never failed ever
1: never because it's your <laughs> definition of failure yeah that's where I think people's mindsets need to change like uh, I, I mean vision's not going to fail so like I don't even categorize that but let's say I did have a company in the past that failed I'm not sure I would I would call it a failure I would call it an effort yeah. I was like an effort that I transitioned out of
0: yeah well that's <laughs> (laughs) what i like i mentioned the company reward summit chris and i started before level like you could call it a failure did we ever make any real money with it no we never did but but we did get featured on the app store we learned about mobile payments we learned about devops and automation and we learned about user experience and we learned about all these things and that was what allowed us to start level you know and so it's like well, yeah, we failed at reward summit, but we built a $40 million a year company yeah. on the heels of it. So was it a failure?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And yeah. that's just, I don't know. It's my opinion. I mean, if you're the, in that camp that like all of your shit's been like three companies failed and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: you're just not a good at this. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be telling people your thoughts either. Cause like, unless you're telling them how to cope, yeah. then maybe that's more of a therapy <laughs> session. But this what always turns into like every time I go to a conference and they talk about failure, it's always like this therapy session. I'm like, sorry, like at, at my life is a therapy session at this point. Like if you own a company, <laughs> your whole existence is a therapy session. Yeah, and it's just how you figure out your outlet. Mine is usually drinking wine. Like you've you've nailed it. Like good job. <laughs> um like I haven't figured out how to incorporate working out back into my I play football every Wednesday. See, I, I have it's to my work out. Thing. I go
0: crazy if I don't yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I wish I was there. I got hit during football like a year ago and I sprained my rib and um I, I was out for like three months and after that like I just yeah, I just never got back into it. Got it. Yeah, got so it. I gotta work harder at that.
0: So, so what do we do to change the underrepresentation of women and minorities in startups? I
1: get asked that
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, it's funny it's hard. because
0: like women in STEM is just this automatic thing. Like, who would would wouldn't want that? It's, it's you oh, know yeah. what I mean. But it. And and I even heard um, I was at a CIO f- um, award forum. CIO of the Year Award forum. Were at they the all West men? And, no, no, there were oh. a bunch of women. Oh, good. There. Yeah, yeah, I meant
1: the nominees. <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, there were there were oh, plenty good. of women nominees. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: oh, that's good because you've got some bitches, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And 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 some, and uh, Kathy Bassant spoke at of it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> like she's our like <laughs> the golden gal. Well, so I can't get her to do anything because apparently, like, if you ask her to do anything, it's like a like
0: a I, I don't know advocacy. Like a, yeah, for.
1: Bank of America. Got so, it. Yeah, yeah. So she I don't know,
0: but she, she, it was inspiring. I mean, it was, it was an awesome speech that she gave. but when she mentioned STEM and she didn't even say it in like a Ray Raw kind of way, but everybody started clapping. So it's one of these things that everybody talks about, but what is the, how do we really change this dynamic in your mind?
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's just a men problem. I think it's a women problem. Like I mentioned, it's like an equal issue for investing too. It's funny. Cause I spoke on an, I'll start it with this. I spoke on an all woman panel and, um, they went on like a just a shit on their old bosses fest of like women who were terrible bosses mm-hmm. like female bosses being terrible bosses and i was like whoa <laughs> like firstly do we need to label them as female we've had just as many yeah. bad men bosses but for some reason we like mention that i think we're all as women way harder on each other um which is an unfair uh, just, I, I don't do this to women, but I think just as a society, um, we're like, oh, the challenges are the same, but we judge each other more. And, um, which Th- is, there's
0: definitely a different standard. There's, oh, yeah. there's no doubt. There's, there's parts of my behavior that I'm admired for that if I were a woman, I'd be called a bitch. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, First of yeah. all, I
1: wear a bitch with like a <laughs> uh, pride. Cause honestly it cuts through so much bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, there's something that's a man told me he was uncomfortable that I referred to myself as a bitch once. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, well. I'm allowed to I do honestly it. don't care. <laughs> like, would that follow into my bitch title if yeah. I gave a shit what you thought? <laughs> like, no, it gets through. It lets it, it excuses me a lot for what my bluntness. And what's funny is, like, nice guys always go, "You're so passionate." That's like the key. Like when you know they want to call you a bitch, you're like, "God, we see that you're passionate." Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, but uh, as far as like incorporation or or figuring out, um. There's no, there's no silver bullet. If there was like, things would be fixed. Um, and it's something where, like I say this, um, wholeheartedly where we couldn't find, like we, it was so hard to find women, um, or white people Mm -hmm. to be on our panels for collective hustle or for seed the South, finding a diverse set of people just to even fucking talk. I was like, God, no, no wonder like, I like that people are struggling. And people like me, like they know what I stand for. So I get a yes, usually from people. But imagine that you're like a white guy. I almost said white guy, Sally, white guy, John. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah, typical. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, white guy, Steve damn it's like only names i'm fucking thinking of (laughs) um who like maybe has a white guy angel group and 90 percent of your angel group is white um as as a woman i mean i've I've asked that for name the angel group Um, how many women have you invested in how many women are investors in your group and usually it's a pretty sad number that they're embarrassed to say and the first question they ask first is oh well what would you do And I'm like, uh, it's not my fucking problem. (laughs) I'm not, you know what I mean? Like that really gets my gut. Like I goat (laughs) it gets my goat. (laughs) But but people look at me and they're like, well, uh, what would you do? Like that whole response. I'm like, well, no wonder women aren't coming to you. This is not like, you're not creating a friendly environment where even I would go, you know what? I had a guy who thoughtfully thought of, um, he was searching for women, couldn't figure it out, wanted to. And I had someone from, um, the Wolfpack network, whatever their angel group is um who came to me when came to me and he was like yeah we're struggling to find um women for our group and i was like oh when's your next event because i really liked the guy he's it's like, oh, at a country club
0: hmm. we we had a moment like that at level so do you know rod garvin from no the group formerly known as the chamber of commerce no. i forget what they're called now they've no. rebranded but <laughs> um rod's a diversity and inclusiveness um, expert, like he does consulting for companies. And so I hired him because I was really worried at that point we were maybe 40 or 50 people and it was almost exclusively white dudes. Like it just was referral
1: based systems. That's how it works. Exactly.
0: And, um, and so I said, Rod, you know, I'm really, I I hired him, um, as a consultant and I said, we're, we're really struggling. I I told, um, our recruiter that I want, uh, I want at least, um, five black candidates, um, Yeah, or minority candidates, and you know, from from our college recruiting, and we found two, and they both accepted jobs at Google or Microsoft. Yeah, and he's like, like yeah, yeah, and I was like, I I just don't get it, and he says, well, where did you recruit? And I said, well, Duke, UNC, Virginia Tech. (laughs) <laughs> he looked at me like what the fuck are we talking about yeah John? <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> and so for us the first step was start looking in places where they, where are. they are that's probably the <laughs> best
1: yeah best <laughs> piece of advice yeah. yeah yeah. well that and like uh get uh, in there is a a kathy Bassant. there is some bitch in yeah. your network who is rich she's there yeah ask her yeah like why has no one asked her to be a part of things everyone yeah. like i was talking to someone they're like oh we're trying to get tepper for our angel group and I, which is yeah. obviously phenomenal
0: if guys got 12 billion yeah dollars, first so of all love to have him in my corner sure
1: like yeah maybe yeah. the woman wouldn't have like the net worth but there's someone and you, when you have one woman the thing is is they don't want to walk into that room in catawba with a bunch of guys because yeah. you know what it is it's a big giant um, it's a dick competition of proving yourself yeah. the whole time yeah. like and that's where um, i equated it to seed the south i did this whole thing about football Like initially when I, like I talked to you about Sean Taylor and football and all that kind of stuff right off the bat. Did you, and this is a real question. Did you instantly think, does she fucking really know about football?
0: Well, just knowing that you curse more than I do. Um, I, I was like, she probably knows more about football. So I'm not going to go oh, there, that's but, <laughs> good. but
1: most people don't. And I think yeah, that that's yeah. really the mindset though, of how people think of women in investing or people think of women in founding. Yeah. I, I equate it a lot to football. I'm super lucky. Cause my dad, um, ever since the sixth grade took me to every single Redskins game and I was in it. And luckily being with him, I was with someone. So did you go
0: to RFK? You might be too young. No, did not RFK. go to RFK. Okay. No,
1: we were like at FedEx field. I think like, uh, it sucks. It's it was awful. like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the old days were so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: agree. Well, now they're like trying figuring out how to like make it look like there are more people by taking away seats. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan Snyder's an idiot. I would asshole. love to be rich enough to own the Redskins. Yeah, like, yeah. just to let you know, like goals. Like, anyways, yeah. Then I was like, what does it take to be NFL commissioner? How do we get rid of him? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because I know Condoleezza Rice wanted to do that. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, and I then. was like, oh, what a fucking boss move that would be. Um, but I was equated with. Um, I had my dad there where I could ask questions about like uh what's a tight end what mm-hmm. is a flea flicker like what it like tell me all of these things and there was a non-judgmental voice who was like this 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 yeah. and um having that person who looks at you and and there's no bias there's like it's just she's learning she's getting there um men forget that uh, we do that for other men too it's yeah. like more of a bro thing like oh he's my mentee for a woman, you look at them like, "Oh, she's ignorant. <laughs> like this bitch doesn't know anything." This is why women aren't successful. Mm. So I love to equate it to football. With no one ever, um, they they don't think that they're being biased yeah. when they're looking at people. But well, there's like, even
0: little things though. Like I've had I've had women that I take under my wing and mentor yeah, which and is good. and but but people always assume you're sleeping with them. Oh, like Jesus. it's it's insane. Like and and I'm not complaining white guy privilege everything else. But that's like that's I'm is, super good looking. <laughs> that, but <laughs> it course. is but, but it is. It's it's something that everybody like people just assume Again, the it's worst. back to the Mike Pence thing. You can't think about yeah. the
1: what people give a fuck about, though. Well, and
0: that's the thing. I never have, but it, it does. It drives people crazy. Yeah, I, like, well, but people think it. And I'm like, well, that's their fucking problem, I don't, not
1: yeah. mine. <laughs> like, that, I mean, yeah. if I really gave a shit about what anyone thought, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. be where I am today. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just one of those things that, yeah, you gotta like, it's just you gotta push through it. And that's what I always just loved for men. Like, the next time you're looking at a woman and they're like yelling about football, you know your initial thought's gonna be like, does she really know?
0: Like, See, my mom like the Redskins just as much as my, likes good. the Redskins just as much as my dad. Always a so. powerful <laughs> mom to
1: bring people to like the <laughs> forefront. But do I still have guys who ask me who's the starting, who's the second string, who's the third string quarterback on the Redskins? Yeah. Which is like for the Redskins, a real test because <laughs> you know, those quarterbacks, like they like how many of we had in the last year, like six. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, saw, you saw Alex Smith sitting in the booth with yeah. Dan Snyder. And I was like, Oh, what a little piece of <laughs> shit. I never liked him. I never like. I don't know. Sorry. I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> (laughs) We should just start Haskin. Case Keenum, he didn't do anything wrong, though. I
0: don't know. Well, right now, it seems like I've been pretty uh, hammered the last two games, so I don't really. Yeah. uh, But, like, I think that our defense is the problem. Josh Norman has been
1: dropping the ball a bit, but our safeties, too, have been sucking it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like, the last, that, like, that go route that they had the last time that Josh Norman, hey man, he was just getting clobbered, Yeah, but the safety was nowhere to be seen. I That's think true. he thought it was supposed to be dropped, but <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, um, I like Josh Norman though. He's taking, I do too. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I have a really hard time being judgmental of him. Um, uh, but swearinger, I think was a bad loss. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't think it was case Keenum's fault. Uh, but I also don't love him. As a quarterback, I think he stares right where he's going to go every single time. Yeah. Pa- did you notice that? Yeah, I, It Big annoys time. the <laughs> shit, Like pump fake, do something, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. anything. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how Haskin plays just to like mix it up. Is I think, he starting tomorrow? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't see that. My husband wants to have I – th- I did originally want Antonio Brown, too, before the whole – uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> for the i don't think dan snyder is above that like come yeah, on yeah. <laughs> like,
0: um but yeah who, who was the player that we courted we courted two players in a row who had domestic disputes last year i can't remember oh who it was.
1: um <sighs> No, I don't remember their names. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we have like a classic running with that, but we can't find a fucking wide receiver. Like the last great wide receivers that we had were maybe, um, I loved San, uh, Santana Moss. Santana Moss was um, awesome. Pierre Grissom. Yeah. Um, uh, Randall, um, what's his name? Fuck. Antoine Randall L. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Randall L. <laughs> when he did his thing, he was like, Antoine Randall L. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no. And then Chris Cooley was my ultimate. Like I fu- I loved him. Yeah. Um, Jordan Reed's a piece of garbage. Like I don't even know why he's still on the team.
0: He's amazing, but he's like that Ferrari that's always in the shop. Right? Um, like, amazing
1: yeah. win. <laughs> it's like that guy is injured all the time. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, we finally have like lines that are starting to work like our classic issue. Sorry, now we're going to football. But I our know. classic issue has been more about like defensive and offensive lines being hurt. So, anyways, yeah, we can go into the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: you were recently accepted into Uh, an an accelerator program is that correct yes okay so how do you think about these types of programs what made you decide to do it
1: yeah because I think I mentioned to you that I'm not a fan of accelerators and I've been very vocal about that to my um my people uh, who are founders in the community just so you you hate
0: them but you're going to one
1: yeah I decided (laughs) it's an open decision process so it had to be something in the accelerator that made me like There's something specifically in it for vision um, to the same problem where you have investors who might not be, they see it. Like I'm not in their lane, Uh, how Mm -hmm. can an accelerator be in my lane when I'm not like a stereotypical, whoever is setting up the program, probably not, unless you're Arlen from Backstage Capital or somewhere that it's a female race Mm -hmm. thing. Like, how are you right for me? Um, Other than that, it's a checkbox for investors. I've always thought it was an investor bootcamp. I sought out my advisors. Um, I like have really great advisors from like Zillow, um, someone who was the VP of sales from origin. To like a few years ago at House, Um, so he gave me like insight into how they built everything and things like that. Good luck with your mentor madness finding and uh, someone who's better at mentoring me than my mentors. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. how could you possibly pull someone yeah. for me? So, um, for me, like what they were bringing to the table was just grooming me for their demo day, which didn't feel like a satisfactory enough reason to go into an accelerator. Now, that's not bashing anyone. Now, if you have issues with what I just mentioned that I am good at, then that makes a fuck ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very lucky, to your point, to have entrepreneurs in my family. Like my dad this weekend... (laughs) Cause I'm embarrassing is helping me with my due diligence packet. Cause nice. they, yeah. Cause I needed help with a, um, an accounting issue. He has an accounting background okay. and, um, yeah. One of the due diligence, they're like, yeah, you did not do this how we wanted it. And I was like, yeah, cause I'm not a fucking accountant and yeah. I'm not going to waste money during due diligence hiring an accountant. Yeah. So my dad literally was right before I got here, like, Oh, your bank
0: statements are missing. <laughs> I was like,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> That's it is, it how is, hashtag white privileged <laughs> I am.
0: Yeah. But it, but it's a good point. If you've got, if you've got a network already, that's a big part of yeah. what they offer. But I will say this Chris, Chris and I did um, Dan Roselli's um,
1: Fintech
0: Accelerator. He used to call it RevTech Labs before he rebranded it to Queen City Fintech. And it was was a favor to Dan, really. Like, we we were already on our way. I had been involved in two successful startups before that. And Dan was like, why don't you come join it? And I remember thinking at the time, I'm just doing Dan a favor. But then I ended up meeting two people who became incredibly influential in my life, yeah. and are still very connected to me. And that's so it saying is, that yeah. couldn't happen because you know, I mean
1: that's that's just the likelihood of being in a different arena with different people that there is an opportunity to meet other people. Yeah. Do I think that's worth six percent equity in your company?
0: No, if Dan didn't take any equity, it so that's have done a, yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's that's the difference. Like so, that's where I, I, I'm not as convinced. And I mentioned it once in an a. <laughs> in a tech stars, like group meetup. And I was like, how can you really justify, like, what are you bringing to the table? And someone in the back of the room was, ba- or in the front of the room, this guy looked at me and basically said what I said is it's a boost investor boot camp." And he went 90% of their startups get fundraising. How can you say that when uh, like 90% fail or something like that? Yeah. And I would love to challenge the stats on yeah. like really their
0: success rate. I, I don't believe any of a none any of it. I think it's
1: all bullshit, and it's, it's, a, it's a sales Bachmann type
0: of bullshit, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a sale.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's I mean it's a sales thing. Um, whereas, okay, so I am going into an accelerator. <laughs> 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 this accelerators is different. Uh, no, so this accelerator is focused specifically on um, a pain point of us, and it made total sense. So there is. It's a marketing. Yes, it's a marketing focused accelerator. Um, And marketing is such a big component of what we're doing, seeing as our biggest, like uh, what that question of uh, what's your biggest concern that keeps you up at night other than fundraising Mm -hmm. um, is users, getting users, doing the right marketing with the limited budget that we have to accomplish that. And then this accelerator is focused on um, their mentor madness is agency madness, where we get marketing agencies who are pitching us ideas for not only like just think about that, the shitty agencies that we don't go with or Probably they're still probably great. I don't know why I called them shitty, um, <laughs> but they'll pitch ideas that we'll still get to pull from. We basically get like a marketing retreat out of this, and then at the end they still do your investor fundraising thing, which is my secondary concern. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they're hitting all of the boxes for me. That is an actual need for my business. What's my biggest pain point? I would say, um, even though we have a CMO marketing, yeah. because if you think that, if you think that we're the smartest people in, the, let's just say the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, let's just really spread it out. Um, Like, no, we're not. And I'd love to see people who've experienced it with the startup budget. You know how many startups don't even allocate money to marketing?
0: Yeah. Well, which is crazy. It's, on my head of sales at level, he used to, we used to always joke. um, I don't remember the exact context, but we were talking once about recruiting versus sales. And it's like, you never say we need to stop selling.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: You do say we need to stop recruiting. We've got enough people, but you never say we've sold, we've sold everything we want to sell, boys. Let's. Boys, sorry. <laughs> Boys
1: and gals. Yeah. Always. Boys and, and gals. <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate men who realize in real time, <laughs> this is something in San Francisco, they must train those people out there. They're all like, yeah, all the ladies and the men in the room. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, they're remembering to mention ladies <laughs> in this, even though, well, they were looking mostly at ladies. It was a founder university from Jason Calacanis that was focused on upper, underrepresented founders. Okay. So the whole room was pretty much women. Maybe it made it easier, but yeah. you were looking right at me. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was bad. was bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's- <laughs> I, I like don't I fit into bro culture a little bit definitely I know Definitely, I pride myself on it
0: actually I, I tell Maggie that she's more one of the boys than I am yeah.
1: So, yeah it makes it easier and I do think like if you're wondering what's the tip for women to get in and that sucks like don't change yourself but like make it easier to I don't know I think that's everyone it's easier when you fit in to sell it yeah so yeah you learn like like my tip for everyone when because my husband struggles in networking is um every morning I wake up I read whatever like the biggest news on Twitter is for the day because that's all fucking everyone does and then um I just like read a few tidbits about sports read a few tidbits about everything so if someone mentions it I know at least one liner where you look at me if you know one line people just think you're a genius yeah you don't actually have to be good at it yeah just deflect yeah
0: no, that's it's funny. That's where I get most of my news is that's Twitter yeah. or Reddit. Um, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just
1: like you only have to know one thing. You don't have to be an expert on all things. So yeah. I tell people who are bad at networking like just study a little bit about everything and then mention one fun fact and people are like, "Wow."
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. Um what do you th- is that what most people get wrong in, in networking then? Or? I think
1: so because um I think a lot of folks where they get nervous with networking is um a uh, that uh, that thing that people don't want to know about you, uh, they don't ask enough questions. Yeah. I'm sitting the whole time like just railing off questions. It's so easy. Like, and if you're someone who's an introvert, um, I would just have three questions in your back pocket, like mm-hmm. just the typical three. My my dad's an introvert and uh, he literally asks, it's something I picked mm-hmm. up on. He asks mm-hmm. the same fucking three questions all the time. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he does. and But it works for him. i like, yeah, it does. And people will respond. It's really not that hard. Um, and then I play off of it for, for when I worked for him. I was usually the person who, like, kind of drove the banter. But, um, yeah, he's a huge introvert. Uh, but he makes it work, and that's how. So uh, – but I also just think, like, being a jack-of-all-trades, not – Never, never, never dislike anything. Yeah, like I don't really love NASCAR. You mentioned like the the, <laughs> the what are those Kyle Busch's the lug Kyle bushes yeah. lug nuts, and I was like, oh cool, yeah, I don't really like NASCAR, but I don't like, give a uh,
0: fuck about NASCAR. Yeah, either, but, but I, yeah, <laughs> but you
1: don't say that. Like, never yeah, yeah. go into a room <laughs> and be like, Bleh, football, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like like Bleh, yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. You know, no one wants a naysayer. Yeah. Always be that positive. Like that's a good sales rule of thumb. Just always be the person who says yes. You're a yes man for everything.
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I, I think. The biggest thing I think that people get wrong in networking is they they ask what's in it for them and I think a true networker like it doesn't matter like I don't know what I'm getting out of this relationship but I'm going to put something into it I
1: say yes to every single meeting of people who ask me which is getting really
0: hard it's fucking kicking my ass I know (laughs) (laughs) it's getting so fucking hard but I
1: say yes because it's so weird what you get out of it like the last meeting I had um, he might be my intro to like Michael Jordan to be on Seed the South oh wow yeah he's like I think I can get this in front of Michael Jordan to be like a keynote speaker now will it happen I don't know but what I have gotten that if I didn't say yes to this meeting No, to your point about like the accelerator of meeting people like, so like people can bring a lot to the table. I think where, um, people have a hard time and Maggie, Maggie used to say this all the time too. It was, um, asking people how they can help them or what can I do for you? Um, such an air like an unnatural feeling for investors and i didn't really understood or understand what she was saying when she said it the first few times because i had her on our first collective hustle okay panel and um now i get it because you know what investors are dealing with is deal flow and issues with figuring out like how to find the right people or get interconnected yeah. outside of their own area or uh, xxx typically if you ask enough questions it comes up in the conversation and you can easily find out how you can help someone but yep. um yeah, that's it. I, I under, now understand what she meant. Yeah. But blatantly thinking like at the end of the meeting, how can I help you? I yeah. thought that sounded like such a dick thing to say, but I Pe- now I know, I know ask, what she meant. People ask
0: me that at every meeting and I'm like, honestly, uh, you nothing. can't. Nothing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm a, <laughs> I thought <laughs> I met you as a
0: favor. <laughs>
1: I yeah. know. Everyone. I didn't ask
0: for this meeting. I am the so popular one in this.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I know what you mean. No, yeah,
0: people ask that, and I'm uh, like, I know, like I don't know. Like, I know that's the whole thing. It's a dumb mm-hmm. question. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I,
1: if you didn't think about it in the middle of every single person who I meet, I instantly think just based on what they say, I can introduce them to one person. Yeah. and I mention it right off the bat, and I use that as my token like my get out of jail free card for later for when I need something from you. Yeah. So people think I'm just being nice, but really what I'm doing is setting the groundwork for what I need You're for you're me making later. a
0: deposit. You're gonna oh yeah you're gonna withdraw All the later. Time. Yeah. People are like,
1: God, you're so nice. I'm like, no I'm not yeah. How am I this gonna is use my own li- self interest. Oh yeah. There's someone you know I don't know who it is yet. Yeah, yeah. like you can't if you don't know what the ask is, uh just ask. Like figure out how you can help that person. Yeah. But I also think that's like the power I have as being someone who is super connected. I don't think a lot of people Can do what I can do only because um I would say I pretty much know everyone in the Charlotte ecosystem, (laughs) except for you. Like we didn't know each other. Isn't that weird? (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: where have you been?
0: And it was Allie that introduced us from Task Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just met her.
1: She's super Abby.
0: Abby, not Allie.
1: Way to go! That's such a Sam's myth move. (laughs) Abby, sorry, Abby. I never mention names unless I'm like best friends. Just because like I forget people.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, so so Abby just was like. I was, I was talking to her cause I'm going to interview somebody who wins this task force X okay. thing that they're doing some um, pitch competition yeah. that they're doing. And I'm going to interview for the podcast. And so I'm telling her about it and she's like, and I was like, I, I don't have enough women on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you got to meet Sam. Like it's yeah. the
1: token woman.
0: Exactly. <laughs> She's going to be the token woman.
1: Yeah. And I'll be the woman who connects you to other women. It's going to be great. Yeah yeah. 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 I mean, what's nice is like, what a great title to have. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. I really set myself up to be awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not even that cool either. That's like the funny thing. Would you define me as cool? I would not.
0: Like, I think you're pretty cool, Sam. I don't
1: have any of the elements of coolness. <laughs> like, that's what sucks. Well, what goes into a cool person? I then? don't know. Like unachievable. Like, uh, like that's what I have. One of my advisors is really fucking cool, and no. like I get nervous around her all the time. She's an interior designer. Well, this is like. I guess it depends. I think what you find cool is the things that you could think you can never be. Yeah. That's really going deep into it. No, I think I think that's very true. But does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So like. My interior design, like everything that I'm afraid of, I told you like on Instagram. She's perfect at it. Like, and um, I met her and I was like, oh my god, I want to
2: be her best friend, (laughs) just
1: so bad. (laughs) And I know she would never be my best friend. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. And and that's so rare when I meet people and I'm, um, I feel nervous around them. And she was one of those people. I was like, please love me.
2: Yeah. Just
1: what do I have to do? <laughs> yeah. And that's what cool is. So I don't think people feel that way towards me. I'm usually pretty like, yes. I, yeah. I, I hugged you right when I met you. Like, I mean, yeah, I try to make people feel warm. And I, and I tried to stop doing the hugging thing and I did it anyways. Just because like, yeah, I, I saw I, on a podcast like you shouldn't, or like heard on podcasts, you shouldn't do that. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's weird though. Like I like in the I always B2 wonder age. Well, <laughs> stop but,
1: hugging people.
0: Well, like so, it's funny. My my mother in law is like a kisser. Like when she sees people, she hugs and kisses oh, them. On and the I'm, mouth? No, no, like okay. on, the, on the like on the cheek. <laughs> okay. You know? And yeah. um. <laughs> And and I so want to try that, but I so oh can't. don't yeah do, no yeah no I would definitely recommend not doing that. <laughs> but but it's funny she does it and it's not it's not like it's not old creepy people get or away with that yeah, stuff yeah yeah exactly and it's like
1: great or oh, my grandmother her name is Granky she does that shit but Granky yeah. gets away with whatever she wants Granky's yeah, yeah. the law yeah
0: so, so but before I let you go here um just we were talking about networking and I've I've got one of these um friends i'm not going to say his name every time i get an email i'm just like oh jesus christ i don't want to meet this person <laughs> but uh. every time i meet them and almost like 9 times out of 10 it's on point and i yeah. so i like make myself i have to go to these yeah. these meetings do you, do you have anybody like that or how do, <laughs> do I, well, I have to tell their names no <laughs> no 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 names but <laughs> I'll
1: be honestly like with the business how busy I am I feel that with every email that comes in and not yeah. to be like and I've, tr- I've tried really hard in like my repertoire and you get this too yeah. like do you try not to say that you're busy just because yeah. you're like people are probably really annoyed with me saying how busy I am
0: well it's funny I so I don't know if you know Eric McCoy Mm. He is the founder of Heels.com. You he know. sold it for they they were doing five million a day in revenue. Uh, he sold it to Just Fab. He bought it back. We 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 subleased from him as he was moving a bunch of people offshore. But um
1: Okay. I've heard his name before. Because people associated successful. him with me for just because of fashion or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. He owns stacks, the gym, he owns a couple food trucks. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: He owns stacks with someone else though, right?
0: Uh he, yeah, I mean, he put, he was the one who started it and he brought some investors on. Randy Moss is part of that with oh, of him. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Duh. I have and to go
1: to like their boot camp just <laughs> to see Randy Moss. Oh, I'm sorry. You've been Moss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, like all exactly. oh, into that. I want to be Moss so <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> no, I,
0: I, so I work out there every, every morning oh, do you? during the week and, and Randy's there like Shut three the days a fuck week. Up. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. When I start making money, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I told my husband that just because like, I'm so interested.
0: Yeah. So, so Eric's, you know, a founder of Heels, he's starting a uh, makeup studio that he's gonna this is a build. man yeah it's a guy and um and any so this he, is um, what
1: we needed in the world but
0: it's, but it's funny because <laughs> a
1: man to step up and build this woman yeah, boy yeah,
0: yeah. no, he sold five million dollars a day in worth heels. of shoes yeah yeah <laughs> of, of high heels um and he, he tells you he's like i know how to market to women i don't know how to market to men like oh, that's, interesting. His, that's his i thing. have to meet this yeah, guy yeah, he's he's fascinating to hear him talk yeah, no, it's it's and and if you saw him, he's a big meathead, bald-headed dude. Yeah, because like, he owns stacks. Yeah, for sure, yeah, exactly. that makes total sense.
1: And I'm guessing he knows Randy Moss. Like, yeah.
0: Oh no, he recruited Randy. Oh yeah, that's and, what I'm and, saying. Like and, he's connected. Randy gave him a shout out on a Monday Night Football. Type oh, of thing, I did not.
1: But, oh. but it's
0: funny because Eric is the busiest human being I know by far. Yeah. I mean, literally, like. Designed his food trucks, designed stacks. He, yes. I mean, and he's got other other things going on. He's building some AI right now that's really fascinating. But never once have I sent him an email and not gotten a response. Yeah. And I'm like, how many people tell me that they're so busy? And it's like, no, and this yeah. is a genuinely busy human Person. being who. Oh yeah. When I need something, like gets back to me. So I try to I try to live up to that. I don't yeah. I don't always do a great job with it. But, but I <laughs> think
1: that to your point, like. Uh, one of the biggest things I had to learn as far as like time management when mm-hmm. I was an entrepreneur is just figuring out like um, what does busyness mean to other people? Cause mm-hmm. I very much like um, Amir from Rabu is one of my, really good friends mm-hmm. and um i used to compare myself all the time like what if i was tired i'd be like amir would be up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how i am with eric <laughs> i'm like yeah. yeah eric wouldn't <laughs> give up on you. Have this. that one person you're like yeah he's up he's on his peloton yeah yeah he's doing like he's working <laughs> out and shit yeah i'm not doing that but he, I'm, at least i'm up <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: like,
1: that's that's why i'm like yeah during this time you'd be talking to his kids yeah. like i always excuse myself whenever i fail for that but uh, it's this reasonable or this rational um Expectation you set for yourself. It is such a learned process that I know for me, like the biggest struggle year one was figuring out time allocation and expectations of yourself Mm -hmm. and how to balance everything. Which is such a like such an asshole thing to talk about. Like, yeah, work-life balance. Yeah, Yeah, like it's just like so stupid. Because the thing is, is like you read, and I still do. I read like, oh, what does Mark Cuban do? Mark Cuban does exactly what I do, pretty much. (laughs) Just let you know, I like, I'm like on like point with him. We wake up. We read the news, we shoot some hoops with some professional players, <laughs> <laughs> and then, we, then we go to
0: work. Or we go do box jumps with Randy Moss. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, same
1: thing. Yeah, no, but like, it's like, it's pretty much the same thing. But like the one thing I figured out that I needed and stopped, jud- like I was going through this pain process of like everything and, and judging myself compared to others. And um, I was like, I need eight hours of sleep. That's what I need, and I no matter what I have that timer on my like iPhone that shows you exactly eight hours. I yeah. have to have it, or I don't function at full capacity. So you need
0: one of these. Have you seen this Aura ring? No. So those sensors, those sensors there. I'm showing I was looking her my at this ring. earlier yeah.
1: because I was like, uh, I thought it was like a second wedding ring. <laughs> no, no.
0: Sometimes it's the first. Sometimes and it I'm, measures uh, what? It measures your heart rate variability, but it measures your sleep. So it actually shows you what time you went to bed, what time you woke up. How much light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep you yeah, got. That's the shit like it's fucking badass. Yeah. But. You're a
1: dad though, so like you have other extraneous like things that are bothering you at night. Mine's just like snoring for my husband.
0: now uh, I'm I'm probably snoring for my wife. Oh so. man. Yeah,
1: you guys I shake him. I'm like a shaker, but that was um, that was like the number one thing starting off. is just like not comparing yourself I haven't figured out the working out thing yet. Yeah, like I still do football every Wednesday, but um and Is that flag football? Flag. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, which is dope yeah, I used to think it was sexist because women points count for more, but I get past two more. So I'm like, <laughs> that's It's literally my ideal scenario. I don't care Um, yeah, that's the only thing I keep in my books that and none of those guys give a shit about what I do and that's so nice. They, like they yeah. literally like they, I think they know I own a company. I'm actually not sure. <laughs> um, but they don't ask me questions. Isn't that awesome?
0: Your friends that don't know and don't care. Uh, <laughs>
1: like it's like, it's just a fresh breath there. They think the biggest deal in life is flag football. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, how sweet is that to think that that's all that matters? Yeah. Yeah. So I love hanging out <laughs> with them. They're like the nicest guys ever. And, uh, yeah, what's funny is like one of them's a recruiter who, t- <laughs> he's talking to one of my interns. He just came up to me. He was like, "Yeah, I'm talking to Brianna about UX design." And I was like, "Whoa, what is this <laughs> like cross contamination of my worlds?" Yeah, I love it. I like that they judge me based on football, and like I I like that. Yeah, and I don't I never get that anywhere else.
0: So very cool. No. Well, look, this has been great, Sam. Is there anything else we should talk about before I oh, let yeah. you get ready to head to Ohio?
1: My one last thing was I want to talk about. Um, The Charlotte Startup Week, which we haven't quite named yet. And I'd love your opinion on it. When is it? So um, the goal is January 21st through the 24th. So Seed the South has expanded into two days. We're going to be doing the 22nd and the 23rd. -hmm. We're trying to find a keynote um, to make it like nice and sexy because everyone wants sexy. (laughs) Um, But we're hoping that like there, and I've challenged maybe in a mean way. I kind of have like, I told people to put their money time where their mouth is. Cause I'm really tired of hearing people bitch about like shit that's going on. You know how easy it is to throw an event. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I run a company and yeah. I can still do this. I did hire someone to, <laughs> coordinate, <laughs> <yeah. do> <laughs> but but still like a mic- you can micromanage people like find a way. Yeah. Like if you think that you're an ecosystem leader, like step up, uh, like this is a, a, a goal of ours to be if you want to be in a startup area you have to start acting like it like uh, there's plenty of places that have startup weeks and we have never well in my i've only been here for five years so i've never done it
0: or seen one i haven't i've never even heard of a startup week here. What is yeah is, is it like a
1: It's like so. Basically, everyone in the ecosystem, investors, people band together, and you basically play in a bunch of events during the week. So anyone can come in, and like it's jam packed for an entire week. The
0: closest thing I think we we had a tech crunch, not disrupt, but something like tech crunch disrupt during the uh, DNC in twenty twelve. The DNC came to town in twenty twelve, and because of that. TechCrunch put an event on and that was just when I I mean I had been at startups for a while at that point but that was when I first like started getting into the local scene. Oh interesting. And interestingly enough I that's when I met Bob Yokum from yeah. um Passport. from Passport. Yeah. And uh and, and not not to get too sidetracked but it was funny because I talked to him and I was like that dude is going to murder it yeah <laughs> like you could just tell like he
1: i love how instead of kill it you're like murder it yeah, yeah <laughs> he yeah. made it <laughs> way more
0: aggressive <laughs> for no reason he's going to murder it with a he's knife gonna murder
1: it so hard
0: <laughs> he's going to strangle it <laughs> yeah. Even it's good. yeah
1: you could have gone anywhere kill it is typically it but yeah sure
0: <laughs> but but if you if you had met bob back then it was that that's what it was it was going to yeah. be it was going to be murder and if you've watched his trajectory it is i love that's when like, i go into
1: cities and passports like i'm parking places and yeah, passports yeah. i'm like i feel feel that so yeah. hard. And
0: obviously it wasn't just Bob. There's a lot of great, great oh, people at yeah. like Christian and Brad and, you know, um, Charlie back yeah. in the day. Um, but, it, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that might've been the closest thing to startup week to Which, a startup week that I've ever seen. And you here. should, ha- yeah.
1: the thing is like, you should have that regularly. Like yeah. it's just should be something that, and we're talking about an annual basis. That's enough time for new startups to pop up and like start elevating them to the yeah. forefront. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. It, it's been tough. It's tough, like, I even set up a website for everyone else. What's annoying is, <laughs> I don't mind being very
0: vocal about it. What's <laughs> annoying
1: is, like, I Tell could, me what you
0: really think, Sam.
1: Here's what I think. Um, <laughs> I, I could ride this and just make this a seed the South Week. And, like, it could just be me. It could be, like, I, I'm going to be on stage the whole time talking about a me-fest mm-hmm. and how I have helped the community. Mm-hmm. Um, And I never do that. Uh, And I've even had people in the community who are like, don't you want to put my logo in your stuff because aren't you about the community?
0: Yeah you're like no it's all about me it's
1: like oh <laughs> i i could rage so hard at people i'm like just something just do something it could be money it could be time like and time is free in, yeah. in essence um like, like you could I could put a number on my time. <laughs> but see, I'd yeah. rather
0: give money than time. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> it depends on
1: where you're at in life. Like, yeah, I can't wait <laughs> to be the like the money person. <laughs> right now I'm the time person. <laughs> um, but yeah, like and just the excuses. The thing is, it's what's so funny, is the people who bitch the most are the ones who never step up. It's so easy to be that person who's judgmental of what's going on. And never be that person who does something about it. So I would just challenge every single time that I hear someone like say, oh, this sucks, like do something. You literally, in my eyes, have no, literally no excuse. I'm running a a company Mm -hmm. and I'm putting this together. So either you're um, not good at um doing anything in life and can't manage to put like uh, an hour together yeah. like like it's really not that fucking hard you don't have to be a rocket scientist to throw an event like that's what shocks me about people is they're like oh well how do i even do there's that? so
0: many tools to do it there's so many places that want so many yeah. co-working spaces that want to hey, there's you know? so there's <laughs> yeah. plenty
1: of people you can tap into find that one guy who said like oh wouldn't it be great if we did x and be like yes i'll help you do that yeah. like you don't have to be alone in it just it's just um it, what sucks about um, the Charlotte ecosystem is that you get very um, disenchanted quickly by um, a lot of tryhards or people who say they're gonna do stuff and then never do. Yeah. Um, that's been my experience, yeah, where you get a lot of that. And what's funny is they'll they'll also be the first people to critique you, yeah, um, these people who do nothing. So it's very there's interesting.
0: there's a lot of those, but there's also a lot of Vic Howie's and Juan Garzone's That's and, true. Yeah, but those are And Dan Roselli's So and, let's be
1: honest, Juan <laughs> is helping me with yeah. this whole startup week. And Dan is always right there too. Like you yeah. yeah, oh yeah. For every X, or there's Greg a Y. Br- Greg
0: Brown, or, uh, yeah, and so Greg many.
1: Brown is right there. You <laughs> named the only people I think who have helped me so far. But you have Laura from uh, Venture Prize, uh, Julie from Davidson. Um, those people um, who are the people that will always be there. But yeah. you'll have you have so those are your rare exceptions. I'll say that. Yeah. Like you have, a, I have a list of maybe sixty people now, and you mentioned like the, yeah, six people who yeah. are like right there.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Um, greg brown i have the exact opposite reaction of my unnamed friend whenever greg sends me a note i'm like sweet i love greg
1: greg is like one of those guys who um is a consistent or is a constant and he's always trying i don't know and camille camille's part of Charlotte angel fun too camille i haven't uh, met camille you should meet camille she's great um, but yeah, and he, they always work in, I, th- I would say they work in tandem. I, w- I wonder if he, I th- I'm pretty sure he'd say the same thing. Um, but they're always right there yeah. and they're always ready. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, uh, it, it's very irksome to me. Yeah. Cause I have a very limited amount of time and I really try this effort to build the ecosystem while I'm building my own company is definitely, is definitely a lot. Um, and the only if you want to know the only reason that I do it is because of like the great Lizzo once said, if I'm shining, everybody's going to shine. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but no, it's if they are elevated, let's say someone in this group who I'm helping, they get it like or they make it. They take their shot up. They they do something great. Yeah. Um, They'll I, I'm hoping if we set up this ecosystem that was kind to them. You'll have the ability to come back and be able to feed into it to your point. I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who experienced this adverse reaction and um, are very anti-ecosystem. And I'm not saying wrongfully so. Yeah. Because
0: um, it is. Have you met Steve Amedio? Do you know Steve at all over at Techniques or TKXS now? No, I don't. He bought a bigger, or he bought a a competitor up in Raleigh and they rebranded it TKXS. I do. He's another one of those, like Eric, where he's the busiest human I know. Like he's running this wildly successful ag tech company or ag data company. Um, and then he also runs the, um, one of his friends died of cancer and he started a thing called all in to fight cancer. It's this huge benefit that he does every year where like 500 people show up and play poker and, and, uh, so like they donate all the money to, they donate all the money to, uh, to, to, to fighting cancer. But it, yeah. again, it's one of those people in the ecosystem. He's, he's always been a big investor. He's always been, you know, and like Eric, he owns a CrossFit gym. He's, he's, he's busy, but he's always out there like in the community, just making yeah. it happen. And I think that's what Charlotte is lacking. I, I Nothing against the pure community folks, but I think you need to have entrepreneurs b- before you have an entrepreneurial community. And that's where I think we're we're lacking, unfortunately. No, I <laughs> is agree. guys like Steve or Eric or Oh, I agree. Yeah.
1: And that's what until I make money, it's not really gonna matter. That's yeah. like is <laughs> unfortunately. Like I I'm trying, I'm setting like a foundation, but until I have money to feed back into it, yeah. I'm just another founder trying to figure it out. Um but that's what we had a bunch of investors from Silicon Valley come and sit and talk to us about like uh, and where they said we weren't unique and mm-hmm. what do we need? And they were like, oh, you need a super angel investor like your Paul Judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you need someone in here who's going to be that um, intermediary between uh, like a uh, pre-seed and seed because people here are seed investors. Or like a Brad Feld type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad who yeah. I tr- I'm trying to get for seed the South yeah. and Techstars is like, yeah, we'll give you someone else, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is fine. Anyways, um, yeah. But I it
0: seems like you could get him, because he comes to the board meetings for Avid. He's on Avid's board, right? So yeah. like, <laughs> Oh,
1: I should marry. So Techstars is trying to put a, um, Techstars here mm. and they're struggling to find corporate sponsors. Oh. So they came to me to ask like who cr- because, you know, <laughs> I know all that shit. Yeah, like, let's let's see all the things I run. None of them are the people who are invested in seeing the South are corporate sponsors. So, like, um, I tried to help them, but probably not very uh, sufficiently. Have you met
0: Engage down in Atlanta, Engage VC?
1: Oh, I don't think so. Someone okay. mentioned them, though. So that's why I'm yeah, familiar. Yeah, you probably
0: ought to talk to them. Um, they, they'd probably, my guess is they would invest in you. So what they mm-hmm. are. Uh, that's great. Tiago is the managing director, and he's got a partner. I can't remember his business partner's name, but um, basically, they went to all of the corporates, or not all, but the biggest corporates in Atlanta, and said, yeah. "Look, you want to innovate? You you can't innovate, but you can invest in innovative companies." Right? And they, I shouldn't say you can't innovate. They, they, these companies uh, yeah. can not innovate. I know. You yeah. know. I know
1: what you're saying. The yeah, theory. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: uh, and so they took uh, you know, million, two million from. Uh, I think they raised a $35 million fund from like Home Depot, uh, SunTrust, uh, Delta Airlines, oh, yeah. uh, Warner.
1: Which uh, like all those things you can name here in some capacity that yeah. reflects competition for all those people.
0: Well, the, the, yeah, but the, the yeah, exactly. You, yeah. You, you, you do have a competitor to each one. But what, what's unique down there, I think, compared to Charlotte, is that you've got all of these massive companies who don't compete, uh, Georgia Pacific. You know, I mean, there's just all these yeah. companies in Atlanta. That don't compete. It would be hard to get Wells, Truist, move. Ally, and Bank of they America really to put move. money together. And that that's way. what. So yeah. when
1: we have people on the inside who is who are asking about this tech star because they're looking for, I believe the theme of the tech stars that would be in Charlotte would be economic mobility, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, why would we invest in startups who could fix that instead of just investing in that directly? Yeah, and that's where like you're seeing a. Uh, contentious like way of but in general like i haven't seen them put money towards anything so yeah (laughs) like that (laughs) might be just a really great excuse they're great at it um but i mean the same thing for the city though i haven't seen a lot of investment towards startups here yeah so with seed the south like one of my biggest goals is just bringing up these issues to the forefront talking about it as a community and maybe finding a way to um collaboratively speak about it yeah. so that we can find a better I, I way need to, i need
0: to connect you to tiago and engage i think they'd oh, yeah. be a good partner for seed the south i love it they've, they've invested great. in probably 20 uh 20 different companies so, i would love that
1: yeah yeah well obviously i'd love that <laughs> well <laughs> anytime they, you get money it's I, great I think day. they'd be a
0: good investor for vision <laughs> oh too. It's just, good just yeah. because of the home depot that's what yeah.
1: well you know what that sucks that's the hardest thing about my company And i've never actually said this aloud is um they get a lot of con- dual connections where mm-hmm. people are like oh would be great for Sam for X and X. And every time that happens, the person like never feels interested. They're like, that's too much for what yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I have to pick cherry pick. So mm. like the, if you're wondering like, um, like what's the hardest thing about being the ecosystem, one of the ecosystem leader people is that, or yeah. like Christy, uh, or someone connected me to backstage capital and uh, she never responded. And I'm pretty sure it's just because like, she's like, Oh, they need us for which
0: one. Yeah. Is it, is it vision, or vision or is it seeing the same? Yeah, yeah. And of course,
1: if you're asking me, which one would I pick? fucking vision
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: sorry (laughs) hands down sorry guys bye yeah Yeah, like i'll make it yeah anywhere but i don't give a (laughs) shit
0: well well this has been great sam thank you so much for uh coming and drinking mimosas with me on a sunday oh my gosh was this a pleasure (laughs) ladies
1: morning this is what you should have all of your ladies.
0: Uh, all my ladies. All my ladies. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Chrissy, I don't have a lot of oh ladies. yeah, <laughs> If you're
1: listening, this is ladies morning. <gasps> John and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's great don't you feel good though yeah
0: definitely It's
1: yeah, like a good buzz yeah, yeah. yeah
0: definitely definitely well look best of luck to you and i look well, forward to talking i'm gonna i'm gonna have to have you back in to interview after the accelerator that you don't want to go to oh yeah <laughs>
1: oh don't tell them that they like it's more like it's great for the company i
0: don't feel like going but yeah yeah, yeah. does that make sense is <laughs> that does. all
1: accelerators i don't know if people are open about that stuff
0: i you know i don't know anybody that loves accelerators but they exist for a reason that's it <laughs>
1: so. yeah so i'm uh, super excited for my company I'll miss my husband. <laughs> That's it.
0: I'm sure he can fly. People up there. have
1: kids. They have like really good excuses. They're like I have kids. I'm gonna miss. And I'm like oh, I'm desperate and need my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Sad.
0: All right. Well, well cheers. <laughs> and again, we'll, oh, we we'll should, talk like, again we should like physically soon. cheers.
1: Yes. Yeah. To us. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that, guys? <laughs> I think they did. I heard okay. it for yeah. sure. <laughs> All
0: right. Take care, Sam.
1: Thanks.